Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We are on hold for a couple of weeks on our regular game, so we're running a two-shot, or maybe a three-shot. We'll see how it goes. This game is technically a Delta Green, but it was originally written for Call of Cthulhu, so we're going to run it with 7th edition rules. Our scenario is Night Floors. It was written by Dennis Detweiler and it's available as part of a Delta Green source book entitled Countdown. You can find it on DriveThruRPG. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey in the darkness. Matthew? Right, thank you very much, Tom. So it is the early hours of Monday, August the 10th, 1998. And your various locations, um, you will receive a phone call. It's a bit late in the evening for someone to be calling you, so this is, as all of you are connected with the FBI, this sounds like it's gonna be a work call. Mm -hmm. um, picking up the phone, you all hear a automated message which informs you, you are cordially invited to a night at the opera. Arrangements have been made for you to meet your escort at Stamford Station, Connecticut, be seeing you. And then the phone goes dead. So, we cut to the car park lot outside Stamford Station. It's about one in the morning. It's pretty, uh, pretty quiet. There's still the hum, uh, kind of hustle and bustle of the city around you. Um, only a few cars out here, but as you pull up by either taxi or bringing your own car, um, you gradually notice some familiar faces around you as the other members of Cell S. Uh, we'll do a quick round robin if people want to introduce themselves kind of how they're dressed how they're acting how they turn up and we'll go from there so start with tom gentlemen how are you doing this evening looks like we've got one of our since it's all of you um you probably remember i'm i'm really on the uh the uh, forgery team i uh tech forgeries uh artwork um money whatever Usually when stuff is recovered, we, we, we test to see if it's real. Um, not sure why I got called for this message, but obviously there's some reason. Um, how you doing, Martin? Hey, hey, Hopper. Hey, not bad. Yeah, I remember you from the uh, from human resources meeting, I think, uh, a while back. But uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still with the political theory mathematician unit studying uh you know anti-terrorist connections and funding just tracking down all of their uh yep yeah, <laughs> keeping me plenty busy right now definitely corruption everywhere yeah yeah but making good progress though i'm grinding away but i, I need to unplug i think pretty soon i've been behind that computer a bit too long oh, hey hey like... leon you're here too yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you guys know I deal with the psychoanalysis type stuff, uh, but my my main thing is um, hostage negotiation. Uh, normally, they send me in some situations where I mm. need to talk some people down, um, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm the, I'm the people's guy. Um, I got the mouth on me, uh, which you've all been on the receiving end of, I'm sure. Um, Beverly, good to see you. Yeah, y'all you, better know who I am. Since I recruited all of you. Look, 
I, I, I can't believe that you still smoke, Beverly, and you're in the FBI. Yeah. Well, I'll have to do something to take the edge off. Maybe you should try it sometime, LeGrand. Mm, no, no, no. My body is a temple. Well, your temple is decaying every day. <laughs> I can still pass all the physicals. Well, so can I. <laughs> How about the mentals? How are you guys doing on those? Uh, Mr. Samson, how are you doing? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? I guess you're gonna need me too. Uh, Sinclair, Sin for short, six foot two, average build. Uh, as you know, I'm the forensic science and pharmacology, and also pretty good at first aid. Patched a couple of you guys up in the past. Try not to get hit this time. Yeah, and I owe you. To, I owe you a bear for that one, Samson. Ah, no worries. I. You need a little something to stay up, I got you. We got we got anti-terrorists and psychologists and negotiators. I wonder if there's some sort of hostage thing going on here. Well, I mean, we just got to wait for, for Marcus to tell us what's what. Yeah. Where is he? I, I have a feeling we're not called here because uh, our particular day job specialities. We'll see. On that, on that note, um, one of the attendants or one of the uh, kind of train track attendants comes outside uh, wearing a high-vis jacket, um, looks around, spots you, and says, uh, kind of gestures, waving his hand all around to encompass all five of you. A party for the opera? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. us. Right, uh, you like to follow me, gentlemen and ladies? Right, um, leads you through the station and takes you through, uh, obviously handing tickets to you that show you're on the next train to Penn Station, so in central uh, Manhattan, and shows you through, says, uh, you, you'll be wanting the uh, the third carriage from the front. understand that's the uh, the carriage that's been booked for your party. Thank you very much. Much obliged. Okay. And he kind of wanders away and just says, yep, be seeing you. Hmm. And wanders off into the dark. And a few minutes later, the train pulls up. Bear in mind, as it's so late at night, there's not many people on board. In fact, it's almost a ghost train. There's very, very few people there. Um, the third carriage from the front, there is only one occupant, uh, a man that you've only met a handful of times, but a representative from Cell M, Agent Marcus. Um, normally, he is a fairly paranoid individual, and so having a meeting like this in somewhere that's on the move, less chance of being bugged, etc. This is very much his style of how, um, how he would contact you. So getting on the train and then waiting for the whistle to blow and it moves moves on fairly, fairly smoothly. It's almost eerie as you can see lights rushing past outside. Uh, otherwise it just being dark, the, ch the carriage swaying gently and the one other say occupant Marcus of the carriage just gestures for you to come over to sit in a in an area where you're effectively taking up a row of seats on either side of the carriage mm. um seats facing each other with a table between you all right what's Mark? Mark? go ahead oh. good evening uh, good evening everyone thank you for thank you for coming i know it's quite late uh, late in the day yeah your general paranoia you choose the train but now we're gonna have to talk kind of loud to hear each other <laughs> I've already swept. There's nothing here. All right. Right. I might as well cut to it. I mean, we've got a little while before we arrive at Penn, but so I can give you all the details now. 
um, this is actually going to be a bit of a day job for, uh, for you folks. Um, I would have taken this on myself, but unfortunately I can't get away from the cases I'm working on. So I'm delegating this to yourselves. I've pulled a few strings to get you assigned, but this is a federal case that you've been assigned to. It could be a kidnapping, we don't know. Um, it's at the minute classified as a missing person, but it's gone and crossed over the state line, so it becomes a federal case. Missing girl called Abigail Laura Wright. Um, her father, Thomas Wright, works in Nat uh, Nassau County in New York State. Um, he's say, police, a police officer with connections in the NYPD. Abigail had been living in New York, in Manhattan, uh, for some time, uh, pre-94, from, uh, from what we can tell. She hasn't got any record as far as we can tell. Um, she, her only thing that's cropped up on, the, um, on any kind of official radar is that she reported a mugging back in 94. It's still unsolved. But otherwise, she's a commercial illustrator and artist. Um, nothing that flags on any radars, nothing that sends up any warning bells or alarms. She's just disappeared. Now, she went missing back in June. Um, her father had been trying to get in contact with her for four days before he finally took the trip into, um, down to Manhattan to go to, go to her uh, apartment. On June 4th, he had a set of keys. He opened up the apartment and... Yeah, it's a, it's a scene. Um, her room, or I say her apartment, the walls, the floor, have all been covered in a tremendous amount of junk. Um, there's everything from radios, typewriters, wheelchairs, prosthetic arms, shitload of stuff which has been put up, on the, um, just glued on the wall in some mm. kind of weird tableau. Uh, I mean, she's an artist. This could be some kind of art, arty thing that she's doing, but we'll get to we'll get to where we think this fits in in a minute. The NYPD started looking into it. They interviewed all the other members of the apartment block. Uh, it's a place called the McAllister Building. It's down on thir um, East Thirty Second Street uh, near Lexington Avenue. It's a uh, it's an old building. It's uh, it's quite distinctive. You won't miss it. It's got a fake portcullis above the front door and a load of very cheap concrete gargoyles looking down at you from the roof. So you, you won't miss it. Uh, they, so the, the beat police went around and had, um, had a word with the other, the other occupants of the building. As far as they was concerned, they didn't even know she'd gone anywhere, that she'd been keeping herself to herself. Uh, basically, the NYPD hit a, um, hit a stone wall that there was nothing, no leads, no indication of what could have happened to her, no enemies, no evidence, nothing. They did some preliminary investigation of all the stuff that was stuck to the wall, but they, they basically gave up halfway through, or I doubt they even got halfway through cataloging everything that was up there. Uh, they tr apparently tried to remove some of the radios that were stuck to the wall and uh, basically broke the plastic, plastic casing on it. So professionals. It turned federal on August 4th uh, when Abigail's credit card was used in Patience Maryland to purchase a pack of old gold cigarettes at a gas station. So it flagged 
um, with us on the central computer and the FBI office in New York then got involved. They've run into pretty much exactly the same problems that the NYPD did. There is nothing to indicate where she's gone. Um, you, the, you said the, the card was used on June 4th? Uh, August 4th. She was, August 4th. Oh, she, was, okay. she was reported missing on June 4th. Then the investigation stalled a few weeks later. Then the card got used on August 4th, and that's what brought the FBI in. But as I said, the local office have hit a stumbling block. They can't find anything that would indicate her going out there. Um, obviously, we've pulled the receipts from the gas station. Uh, it's definitely her card that was used, but the signature on the, um, on the receipt is not her signature. Do we have any so, um, the, um, camera or anything in the, in the, the store is used? No. no. No CCTV at the gas station at all. She, she was reported Typical. missing on, the, on June 4th. When was she last seen prior to that? Work, friends, anyone? Four days beforehand. Uh, the gentleman across the hall from her, uh, he starts looking at his notes. So June, 4, June 1st? Uh, yeah, yeah. June, 4, June 1st, May 30th. Uh, that would be... Uh, Mr. Thomas Manuel apparently saw her that night, so four days before she was reported missing. And he lives uh, at the uh, McAllister building? He lives in the apartment directly opposite her apartment, okay. yes. On May 31st, okay. So that was Thomas, what was his last name again? Uh, Manuel. 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 Now, what All right, makes so. this case so intriguing? Why do they think she's kidnapped? An artsy fartsy girl probably met a guy and took off for a month. Uh, Charles, Charles, obviously there's going to be some uh, twist to this story before we, uh, they're not going to call us in because some girl's gone missing. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it also helps that uh, that her dad, you know, has connections within the NYPD. That means that, you know, he's going to be right in everyone's fucking ass. To, we got to get to the, yeah. we got to get to the supernatural element here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he grins at this. He says, yes, uh, as I said, we've got various hypotheses of how the card could have got up to, to Maryland. That's going to be something that obviously the, the, the Maryland branch are going to be looking into. They've, that's in their turf. We're looking at the kind of the point of origin, trying to find out what happened at Ground Zero. One of our FBI agents, uh, Sandra Levinson, who works out at the New York office, uh, was assigned to do some preliminary looking around um, Abigail's room and trying to find if there was any clue amongst all the shit that had been glued up on her wall to see if there was say, any leads that she could get as to where Abigail might have gone. Amongst some of the papers, she found some very odd scrawling. It basically hands you a piece of paper that's got all of these symbols along, along with their associated meanings underneath them. So these were found scattered around the room at, we hazard to use the word regular intervals, but they were at least almost forming a pattern where they were positioned mm -hmm. ar um, around the room, almost like um, po points of a clock and then overhead. Uh, all that's written in ball ballpoint biro. Ballpoint, just just written on the. This looks like silly astrology shit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. New age, new age, silliness. I mean, those lots of those are astrological symbols. I recognize 
know, for Mercury and for the, the certain planets and mm-hmm. alchemical stuff. Is there any reporting on to the uh, distribution and location of these of these symbols? You mentioned that there was some sort of regularity or pattern. Well, well I, have to has, I hazard to say regularity because they weren't exactly reg, uh, regular around the room, but they circled the room and went across the roof. And there is, or rather there are, a lot of papers that are stuck to the wall. And amongst these random, really random items that she's collected. I mean, where she got a prosthetic leg from, I don't know. But she managed to glue, she managed to glue it to the back of her door. Well, all of these come off the periodic table. This isn't horoscope stuff. These are... These are... Yeah, they're chemicals. It's our... It's all, it's, it's alchemy. It says right on the alcohol. Look, I, she, yeah. I mean, this, she was collecting things to put on her wall and felt the need to include these, quite a number of these symbols. I'd like to see what it looks like when we get there. Yeah. She doesn't just do that for no reason and then disappear. Well, she is an artist, so artists are weird. I Believe me, I know. All right, Shot. Well, I hope we show up and there's nothing to worry about. Well, that's what we all hope, isn't it? Every time we go on one of these things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's mainly this occult or alchemical angle that's brought uh, brought it to my attention. Like I said, I'd be planning on going down there myself and doing a a detailed analysis of what's there, but I simply can't pull myself away from the job I'm working on. Well, Aesom obviously thinks there's something to it, so... Yes. Yeah. So the, the primary... So the primary objective, then, for your assignment is to go and examine all the items in the room, catalogue anything that's there, and try and find if there is a lead that explains where she's gone. And then we can filter it to back. If it's, if it's just mundane, perfect. If it's not then it's time to sense, uh, kind of sanitize any reports that go further up to try and find out where she's got to. I'm assuming we're we're given the old clay to uh, re-interview the other inhabitants of the building and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, if, like if a, you need to, definitely. Like a genuine investigation. We're FBI, so yeah. Why not? yeah. Um, this this is a genuine op. Um, the local office have been informed that you've been rotated here as experts to have a look at this stuff. Um, there is a lot to catalogue. Um, and I think they are quite uh, quite relieved that it's not one of them that has to go through it because there's a lot of stuff in that room. Uh, do we have any friendlies we can work with? Uh, Levinson, say so she is. Um, she's not an agent herself. She she's is a friendly. friendly. Yeah. So if you do need someone from the local office, she's the best person to get in touch with. All right. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you well, say if you need me. It better be some, uh, for something important. Otherwise, go through Levinson. She she'll be the best po- um, point of call. It won't raise as many bell, uh, won't ring as many bells. You contacting her as it would be contacting me for this. Of course. But otherwise, there's no as far <laughs> as far as we can tell, there's no time limit on this uh, because she's been missing already for a good couple of months. It's just uh, wow. get cracking and uh, hopefully find something. Did someone go out and, and interview the uh, the guy at the service station? Yeah, uh, he was given a photo of Abigail and didn't um, didn't pick her out, saying that he didn't recognise her. But then so many people come come through that area that 
he might have seen them, he might not have, he didn't think he did. He certainly didn't remember anything unusual about the purchase. It was a packet of cigarettes, for heaven's sake. Yeah, that probably happens every every bloody day, you know. Every hour. Okay, um, okay. yeah, no, I've got no more questions, I guess. All right, oh, we're almost at Penn Station. Okay, um, he pretty much gets up at that point. Um, he leaves you with the sheet with the uh, with the symbols on it. Say so that's that's for your for your copies. That's what I was going to ask. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, no. uh, I'll be um, be seeing you, gentlemen and la and lady. Good luck. What time? What time is? It? Oh, it's it's in the middle of the night, right? Yeah, it's you're probably rolling into Penn about two a.m. Or maybe even less before that, because um, Stanford's the next big station before you get to Penn. So it's basically you're doing one one hop. So uh, what do you all think? Should we get over there in the middle of the night, or do we need to go back? And I it's a day job. It's not like we have a hotel room. My bad. So that's one thing you would uh, you would mention. Um, as far as the local office are, uh, are concerned, uh, you are scheduled to begin tomorrow morning. They're expecting you to go. Um, to arrive at basically any point after right. about nine or ten tomorrow morning. All right, so let's say ten o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, do we, uh, gentlemen? Do we have a? Uh, oh, where's the nearest green box? What do we have? Uh, there will be a green box located at basically a safe house uh, in downtown Manhattan near Chinatown. Okay. So it's uh, a small, as as per most apartments in that part of New York, a very small. Uh, pretty much one one bedroom apartment that will have basic right. equipment there. Do we need uh, any additional equipment or anything? We need to set up any kind of uh, labs in the, in the forensic print? lab for um, for Sinclair. Uh, photo um, Marcus will say there'll be photographic equipment available at the Green Box, but also from the um, from the local FBI office anyway, because like I say, it's a sanctioned operation. Because uh, they'll be wanting you to photograph and document everything as you catalogue all of the items in the room. Yeah, we want to. We, let's avoid using any green box equipment as long as we can, as long as we're on official. Well, distance. it's only there in case we need it. So, yeah. All right. Well, then I guess we can just go back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we meet in the morning. Um, we need a rendezvous point in case something goes horribly wrong. The um, green box. I, we could use that, yeah. Okay, that, that'll be our rendezvous point. We just don't want to compromise it. You know, remember yeah. if we're followed. I don't know how, I don't know how tactically uh, sound it is. You want something that we can pick off the enemy if they're heading towards us. There's a great little restaurant called Wool Hops down in Chinatown. It's in the basement down at the flight of stairs. We could meet there. Yeah, but then we're stuck in a basement, and there's a couple of problems about yep. an ambush in a basement. First, you're in a fucking basement. There's That's a there's a there's That's a warehouse. There's a warehouse on 17th Street. Um, I'm pretty sure it's abandoned. Um, we could we could rendezvous there. It's two stories high. We could put up a you know if we if we have to do it, whoever gets there first can go up onto the roof. And keep an eye out in case anybody's chasing after us, and uh, pick them off. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. As long 17... as there's plenty of exits. And... Oh yeah, there's there's okay. lots of places you can run. Seventeenth Street. All right. Good night, folks. Let's let's well settle that. Yeah.
Good night, all. Okay. In which case, fade to black and then fade in the next morning. So nothing eventful happens that night. You spend it as, as you wish and then can get together. Sounds like you're getting together at 17th Street first and then heading on over to, uh, to East 32nd Street. Or are you heading anywhere before you head to the building? Do we need to see it before we know what to do yet? Mm -hmm. um, but here on 17th Street, there's go there, 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 over there. There's the stairs going up to the access panel. I, I broke it open so we can get up there if we need to. Well, let's at least stop by the box, take inventory of what's there. Yeah, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. We still got some time. Yeah. Don't you? Yep. You head to you head done down to Chinatown. Um, the the green box is like I said in a small apartment. The the door leads into a corridor which goes down pretty much the length of the building, and then it's a very tight staircase heading up three floors, where you can tell this is evidently. Um, behind commercial property. You've got pretty much restaurants at the front and then this very small row of apartments tucked around the back of the building. Uh, there's boxes in the corridors, uh, kind of in the stairwells as well, so you're having to weave around um, things. There's a, a crate full of durian there which stinks to high heaven. Oh. Smells, uh, smells like an open sewer. Uh, but you get to this nice uh, green painted door when you get uh, up to the top floor, onto the third floor, rather, that you have the key to open, thanks to uh, thanks to Marcus. And heading inside, it's a pretty bare apartment. Um, taking inventory of the stuff, it's mostly packed away in cupboards and uh, and crates. Mostly seems to be armaments and regular equipment. There's nothing here that really strikes you as being odd. Right. So yeah. this, this is quite a, this is quite a practical. Green box. We've got additional they... weapons. We got uh, um, what is it? Bulletproof vests, maybe. Yeah, flat flat jackets. Uh, there's like... one set of IR goggles that's here. Uh, you've got things like tactical flash, uh, like flashbangs, uh, smoke bombs, um, small uh, semi-automatic weaponry. Uh, I'll ask for a group luck roll to see if you get anything particularly heavy. So uh, that would be uh, Mr. 15, I understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Do they have snacks? <laughs> Find out in a second. <laughs> oh, I, I got a 10. <laughs> oh, there you wow. go. That'll be the last time I pass. That'll be the last one, yeah. <laughs> so, not only do they have, um, there's a couple of blocks of C4 and two detonators. Uh, there's a handful of grenades, we'll say five. Um, but also, you do find a, a well-stocked drinks and snacks cabinet. So there are plenty of things like warm-up popcorn. There's a big can of uh, Folgers coffee. and uh, It's in date still, so it looks like someone's definitely been here. But yeah, you are fully stocked up. I'm guessing the grenades are are more like concussion and flashbang, but not frag. No, they're, they're anti-personnel. So you've got flashbangs, you've got smoke bombs, and regular anti-personnel grenades. Oh, okay. not, not ones that blow up a room but would definitely fuck got someone it. up if it went mostly concussion then probably yeah, got it okay mm -hmm. all right so yeah, we got we got what we need in case did we was there a photography equipment uh, yeah there can be there because it's standard so you'll find that there's various things like polaroids uh, i'm pretty sure digital cameras at least look at the first generation of them around in yeah, 98 yeah. So. yeah they were big clunky things but yeah 
But yeah, I definitely um, want to grab a Polaroid and a couple, uh, quite a few packs of film. Mm. Hopefully there might be a backpack there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you even find things like a couple of lead line boxes as well, if you were to have anything radioactive that would come back that you could put them in safe storage. So there, there is plenty of storage equipment here as well. Is there a radiation detection thing? Geiger a Geiger counter. counter. Yeah. Um, you passed your luck roll. Yes, there will be a Geiger counter there as well. Okay, we'll probably we'll probably chuck that in the car with us just just in case anyway. And if there's a telescoping baton, I like mm -hmm. you know the yeah, I'll take. Oh, that you can definitely yeah. clip it to my belt so I have it. <laughs> yep, no problem on that. So I'll grab a spare uh, digital camera and a taser. Yep, stun gun not an issue with. Well, since I don't want to raise any questions about why these group of people show up for this heavily armed, I'm not going to take anything. No, no yes, no. I might. I, I try to use my. Uh, use, talk, I talk before I shoot. We have to oh. be inconspicuous. Yeah, we're not Wait. going with anything. We're not there with heavy yeah, arms. Just a taser. It's it's pretty small. No, you just keep it small. hidden. We're, yeah. we're expecting to just walk in there and look around. Yeah, FBI in New York City, you'd be walking around armed. <laughs> um, you'd normally have your sidearm with you. Yeah, yeah, just I'm just the sidearm. sidearm. Yeah. So has everyone driven over here in their own cars, or is it just me? You're in New York, taxis, yeah, we took, subway. We took subway and taxis. Yeah, if you if you drove here, we'll see you in like five hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we <drove laughs> cars. Go find uh, a place to park. Let's uh, let's head on over to Thirty uh, Second uh, Street. Okay. Okay. So, as you said, getting taxi is the easiest way um, to get across town. Otherwise, it's a little bit of a walk. Uh, yeah, I, remember, yeah. I remember going to New York and then walking yeah. all that way. So definitely take a taxi. I should probably leave the uh, the radiation device behind. Yeah, well, that's why I was. That's why. It's a little. It's a little weird to so bring. We could, we could have our own equipment in the back of the car, but you guys want to take a taxi, so yeah, uh, yeah we'll leave all be, of our uh, tools. It, it would be a suitcase. It's not like it would be. Geiger counter is about that big. Yeah, that's a big it's thing, but it's it's not flat. It's Right. Why? And there's and why would we? What I mean, in case what if if there's, right. if there's something I've radioactive lift, in there? I've lifted people, at the apartment. I've lifted. People the would be dying in that apartment block if there was something radioactive. People there. might be, but but yeah, why are we going to worry about it? There also might be horrible, horrible diseases, but we're not taking all that equipment with us. Yeah. Uh -huh. Let's just go. All right. So you, you get across town with uh, with relative ease. Um, it's New York traffic. It's it's hell pretty much any time of day. And you pull up outside uh, the building, the McAllister building, as it's uh, as it's called. Mm -hmm. And indeed, it is pretty unmistakable given all the other buildings around it. Uh, it looks like a castle from the outside. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this, as mentioned, as Marcus mentioned, a fake portcullis hung above the front door. Uh, ramparts and these quite badly weathered, very cheap uh, concrete gargoyles looking down at you from the roof line. About how tall? Three stories. Three stories. Very tall. Well, this is pretty cute. And what floors uh, is her apartment on? Abigail's. She is right through the front door. Uh, there is 
uh, well, as you've been told, which, which obviously room Abigail's is, it's on the first floor, so ground floor, and then it's the first door on your left when you go in. Mm. Uh, in fact, one of the things that Marcus would have given you as well, actually, is the layout of the building so that you know who to who to talk to, who is where and such. So, Does um, the building have CCTV? Hell no. <laughs> it's too old, but I'm it looks like it was <laughs> Polaroid That's... of the gargoyles before we go in. Just That's sort of medieval revival nonsense. Everybody wants to live in King Arthur's castle. Yeah. Thanks to Richard Burton and... Uh... And uh, it was definitely Jordan, a, a gaudy looking place, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it was built in the 20s, you think. Um, it's quite the building is fairly big by New York standards, given that looking outside the front and then thinking, well, that's one side, that's the other, giving you an idea of scale. These apartments are fairly big by say, but definitely by New York standards, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, it looks like quite a few unoccupied apartments, entire top second floor yep there's only one two three four there's only five other people living in the building that's weird yeah the, oh, I got, the entirety yeah. of the top floor is unoccupied yeah i got the side wrong uh, abigail is on the right as you go in through the door not the left okay. so it's a fairly run down place too so yeah it's not surprising this and the apartments looks like they're they're pretty you know average size boring not, yeah, yeah pretty standard um well i think uh I mean, we should probably check out all the unoccupied apartments. As well. well, let's just check out the yeah. one apartment. The, yeah. Is there, is there like police tape? Nope. So that, uh, well, not I, on the outside. When you, go, when you go in, that's that'll be a different issue. Okay. I was just surprised that the, the landlords haven't come in here and wanted to clean the place up, but maybe not. Mm. I, agree, I agree with you, Leon, that uh, after Abigail's, we should check out the unoccupied what are yeah. you hoping to find in the unoccupied? I'm and not if, sure. I don't know, but like, why, why not check it? Yeah, no one else has found her, and it's a big mystery. So if it's she has been kidnapped, maybe you she know, got put in one of the unoccupied rooms. You, you don't think the know. police did that already? Probably not, because we ourselves are questioning whether we should do it or not. I think it's just briefly, nothing heavy. We are here on official business. Going and just poking around rooms willy-nilly is not... In our I was just to say we don't have we don't have keys to the unoccupied the rooms. rooms. We don't no, have keys to the um, unoccupied rooms. Yeah, we can get off the landlord. We're saying, look, potentially she's been kidnapped. We need to search the rest of the unoccupied rooms. Why? Do, how is that not like? I don't understand how that's not standard procedure for you guys. Because this the, because she's been gone for two months. months. Graves, two yeah, months so, as. Uh, Martin was saying as well, the cops probably didn't check it properly. They might they might have missed something. There could be clues in those rooms. Maybe we were only told that they talked to every occupant of the building. Yeah. That would imply that they went... The entire floor up the top where there's no one would be a perfect place to hide a body. Gentlemen, as I understand it, we're not here necessarily to find a girl. No, but that's what the pretense we're going to keep up that we are. Right. Well, we're, here, yeah, we're here to help them. We're here to find out things. things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. definitely. Focus is on on Abigail's uh, apartment. So let's not and get ahead of ourselves. Let's. There might not be nothing. Let's focus on the task we have at hand, 
and then go from there. Making elaborate plans about going through all the unoccupied rooms, scanning for radiation, taking samples of everything. Let's um, find out what we're up against first. You know, Agent Clark, I don't think you're supposed to be smoking in here. There's that Everybody big sign on the wall. I walk in and head towards the apartment. Yeah. Okay. All right. You head inside. The first room that you come to, which you pretty much go straight through uh, very quickly, is this nice uh, marble-floored entrance foyer. Uh, there's mailboxes on either side, uh, which have the names of the different people in there, which say correspond to the uh, the handout. So you know that people where you've been told they're living, that's where their mailboxes are saying they live as well. Uh, there's a few little leaflets around here, things things that would very much imply student accommodation. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of like pizza leaflets, uh, flyers, uh, local restaurants, uh, free newspaper circulars, the, the kind of normal stuff that you'd find in a, in a little foyer entrance. Um, inside, the main corridor gives a sense that this place is a bit run down. Uh, way back in the day, it would have been quite nice, you think. Um, there's uh, a nice burgundy carpet which runs along the, uh, runs along the hall. Um, certain fixtures here probably were mahogany. Um, some bits of it remain, other bits have been uh, gradually fallen into disrepair and then being replaced with cheaper wood. Um, you can hear the sound of a TV playing somewhere, uh, probably from one of the um, other occupied apartments on this floor. And just as you're kind of heading into the corridor to step on the carpet, um, you think you hear uh, what sounds like a dog. Uh, definitely you hear a <laughs> Uh, and sound of feet bounding away. Sounds like they're on the staircase and then heading up, but out of sight from where you are at the minute. And across the front of Abigail's apartment, there is the, indeed the police tape saying crime scene and it's crossed uh, crossed over. Well, you can duck underneath it. Yeah, we'll duck, duck underneath the tape. Okay. All right, you open up the door without any uh, without any issue and inside yeah it's it's special uh, you've not seen anything like this um at least in real life this is more something that you would expect in sort of fantasy artwork or case studies of someone with mental issues the room smells as well like discarded waste uh, so it's damp it's musty you're fairly sure there's maybe even some faint hints of body odor or bodily fluids in here at some point but it's just this chaotic tableau of random assortments of items um, to give you a, a sample of things here uh, the sets of dentures uh, partial dentures uh, a 1940s wheelchair, modern and uh, antique artificial limbs, uh, dozens of shirts, shoes, briefcases, um, assorted radios spanning several decades, uh, all manner of jewellery, earrings, rings, necklaces, and thousands of papers of all designs and ages. Uh, doing a quick scan over them, some are in Spanish, others in Mandarin. There's even what you think might be something in Farsi. Uh, it's all glued to the wall with this cheap epoxy glue. So it can be, it can be torn down or scraped off 
Um, if you want to try and keep it in, well, depending on what you're trying to pull down, keep it in some degree of intactness. But it's layer upon layer upon layer of all this random junk. And just looking at it and taking it all in on first instance, you think this this is madness. There's no rhyme or reason to anything here. I'm going to snap a couple of photos before people touch anything. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's evidence signs that people have tried to pull stuff down here. You can see a couple of um, evidence tags that have been put up on the wall. Uh, one by a broke, evidently a broken bit of plastic, which is where Marcus said someone tried to take down a radio and ended up breaking the case on it because it's the kind of part where it's still glued to the wall. They just snapped off. Is there any organic material that perhaps Agent Sinclair with forensic specialty can determine how long it's been there? Uh, nothing organic. Um, it is purely inorganic waste material. Um, there's, it looks like someone's gone through dumpsters for, well, loads of dumpsters and just pulled up a whole manner of random miscellaneous shit and then glued it to the wall. Do we see these uh, uh, these uh, alchemical symbols? Uh, give me a spot hidden. I'll see if you can see whereabouts they are. Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, this definitely this feels like some sort of mania to me. I don't really I've got thirty six out of sixty, so not just regular. Yeah, you spot the one for let's say bismuth um, that you catch on one um, kind of one corner. Um, it's on a sheet of paper that you see has evidently been crumpled up as if someone threw away a piece of waste paper into, into a bin. It's then been pulled back out, trying to be smoothed out, and then a quick scrawl of this symbol, and then it's been slapped on the wall. Okay. Do you point that out to us, uh, Hopper? Here's, here's Bismuth. Okay. Let's they see don't... if we can find the other symbols. Well, hold, we, we have something right here. I mean, what? this other stuff she's glued to the wall for whatever reason. But she drew the symbol herself. Well, or somebody else did, but we think she did. Um, Otherwise, I, I want to. I want to ask you all a question, and I'm going to move to the middle of the room, and I'm going to keep my eyes down. Um, You're looking at this horrible uh, lino floor. Um, it looks like the rug's been pulled up, and this is the bare lino that would be underneath before you get to floorboards. When uh, when you all look around at the walls, um, how do you? How does it make you feel? Anyone? Uh, Disturbed? Angry? Do you feel some strange emotion popping up in your head? I don't. I. If you want to try to get me to call it art, I'm not going to go for it. Well, it's this, not art, but go this, ahead. Yes, I uh, kind of feel sorry for the girl. I no, guess. this I is mean, just... If she's done all this, it's, there's something she must be going through. Yeah, this seems, this seems to be some kind of manic hoarding yeah. behavior. Martin, Martin Samson, you're not saying anything. Um, I'm getting the feeling of uh, I, I feel challenged. It's a puzzle. I want to put this together, start analyzing it. Samson? I've been thinking about this since last night, and I pull out a notebook. I want to go through all the stuff on the walls and match up their components to this alchemical list. I think this stuff is comprised of this list. I need well, to I, 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 I'm not so sure that there's bismuth on the wall. Um, Something in here might contain. I'm, uh, I'm going to go over to Martin and I'm going to look him in the eyes. Do I see anything unusual? Dilations, discolorations or anything? Okay. 
Never mind. Should I make a forensics roll to see if I'll be able to match up the list to the components? Uh, you don't. You don't need to worry about going into that level of detail. Um, doing a quick scan around the room, trying to find where these different symbols are. You, you will eventually find them because it's they are scrawled at roughly about the same height. They're all on the same kind of crumpled paper. That they are some of the last things that have been stuck to the wall. It seems everything around them. There is no rhyme, reason, or pattern that connects to anything to what's on the what's being scrawled on the paper. The items nearby don't correlate. If I was to draw, like, a, if I got the, the outline of the apartment and then mm -hmm. I drew where each symbol has been drawn on the wall, like mark it out on the, on the mm -hmm. outline, what would that look like? Uh, roughly circular, um, in the sense it goes all the way around the room. Um, they're not quite at precise, regular intervals. It's as if someone's guesstimated by, now I'm going to take another couple of steps this way, then I'm going to slap on the wall. Then I'm going to take another couple of steps around, slap it on. Oh, I've met a corner, so I'll go one extra step, slap it on. Uh, okay. One's on the door. Yeah, um, so, and so and so does what the handwriting do look the same? Yeah, it looks like it's the same pen that's being used, this blue ballpoint pen. Is there one slapped on the back of the door, did you say? Yeah, yeah it's, tuck, it's tucked beside a, um artificial leg. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going from the door and moving right, so going clockwise, I'm <laughs> going to mark out the order of what are the symbols in, are around the room are they in the order that the uh they're on the piece of paper yeah okay so going going left to right top down is there anything on the ceiling oh shit loads <laughs> there's still loads up there um you look up straight into a glass eyeball that's going to staring down at you um there's aesthetic body parts that's strange where'd she get them that's where did she get all this shit <laughs> do we have a sampling of her writing of Abigail's writing that's verified as her writing? Yeah, um, they would have had a signature for various uh, various things. They would have pulled off records like from the people who own the building um, for when she signed her tenancy agreement and so forth. So yeah, you, you've got a signature and you've yeah, got some- had, And they had signatures to run against the credit card. Yeah. So can we, looking at her writing through maybe her journals or any regular writing that's verified as hers, is mm -hmm. this, uh, are the symbols in her hand then comparing that? You would have to give me a roll for that because it's going to be, or, it's, not write, it's not writing, um, it's Hopper, more scrolling. This might be your field. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think I'll put that down to... You could either use psychology or I'd say art craft forgery. Yeah, I'll 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 cycle roll it. Mm -hmm. Thirty-five is a hard pass. Okay. Um, there's definitely more to imply that it could be her than to say that it's not. So it there's a good if you were to yeah, put a percentage was, on it, like a good okay. seventy percent chance it's her that's did it. Yeah. Do I, we have any um uh, sorry, no Bibli, you were saying? Well, I, I'm just going to say, I, if they've all been done with the same pen, um, they've all looked like some recovered scrap of paper. So unless she frequents a dumpster to collect this junk and there's a person walking by it constantly crumpling these symbols up and throwing away, I, I'm almost assured that this is her. Yeah. I was going to say, do we have any, uh, any of her, her original art? Uh, none, there's none in the room here. We should maybe try and see if we can get some uh, 
some copies of her of her art, like her, her most recent art, and then like her previous stuff to see if there's any change in what she's drawing and the style she's going with, and if this is the end result. You know, right? But this this to me is not as important right now as what drove her to do it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So if we can find, I guess, a timeline of when the art started to change, we might pinpoint a little bit about what happened. If, if there was a change. The, this definitely, from, from what Marcus said, that she said, uh, he said that she was a commercial illustrator. This don't look like illustration. No. No. This is more like... This, this is not art. This is definitely obsession of some sort. I want to go to the bathroom, check her medicine cabinet and refrigerator. Yeah, see if she's on anything. Okay. Uh, the medicine cabinet is completely empty. Uh, the bathroom, you have to turn the light on. See when you go in. Uh, when you go inside, it's been stripped clean. There's nothing in here, even down to the toilet paper. It's all gone. And you think probably stuck up on the wall somewhere, as uh, probably deep in the deep in the room. I would like. I want to. I want to call Levingston. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the New York office, um, you will all have burner phones that you can use, so you can yeah. get in touch with them. Um, it rings a handful of times, uh, picks up to evidently a busy open plan office, and a uh, fairly normal response of "Yes, yeah, Special Agent uh, Levinson, how can I help?" Uh, Levinson, this is a Special Agent Beverly Clark. Uh, I'm here with my team to analyze the Abigail Lawrence Wright case. Oh, yeah, yeah, the team that have been, uh, I heard you got circled in. Uh, you, you pulled a short straw on that one. Uh, I'm figuring that out right now. Oh, Listen, you're, you're down there. Yeah, we're, we're down here right now. Uh, I want a, if you're able to provide me every, a list, an accounting of everything that's been removed from the room, um, anything like uh, mm -hmm. things in our medicine cabinet, anything taken off the wall, mm -hmm. personal belongings, anything that has been removed from this location. Yeah, uh, not much. Um, it's a very, very short list. Um, we personally, when our team went down there, we didn't remove anything. Uh, the only things that we can account for that have been removed by the NYPD, and we've now got transferred to our um, evidence locker here, um, is a broken radio that they tried to uh, they tried to pull off the wall and broke in the process, and a handful of uh, newspapers. Oh, and, and a left shoe uh, sneaker. So no, not not much at all. All right. Was there any in investigation into um, into her mental state? As any medical records indicate that she's uh, taking any any drugs? Has she not missed doses of anything? No. Uh, the only thing that we could find, uh, if you hang on, she starts flicking through some papers, you can hear at the other end. Uh, if you have a look uh, over by her window. Uh, under the windowsill, you'll probably find uh, a couple of uh, plastic tubes for sleeping pills that she'd been prescribed. Uh, that's the only thing we uh, we th we could think we found in her drug cabinet, and the only thing that we could get uh, found from her doctor that seems to be prescribed to her. On the on the sleeping pills. Um. Well, thank you, uh, Agent Livingston. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be I'll be in touch. Sure. Um, anytime you need me, I'll I'll be here. Yes, thank you. And let's find out. So uh, a, a bit of info I've realized by looking over this and the symbols. Um, this is alchemical. It's not 
the periodic table. I've uh, salt is not on the periodic table. Um, salt is a compound. All of the other things here are elements. I don't know if that makes salt special in this configuration. Apart from being a standard alchemical symbol, it's in the same kind of ballpark as right. it's, it's, it's alchemical. It's, yeah, it's, it's not back in the day and age when people used to think that things were composed of fire, earth, water, and and uh, that sort of nonsense. Oh, All yeah. the other things are elements. Salt is the one thing on here that's not an element, at least not in the tradition, not in the, the modern sense. Does Beverly um, relay the sleeping pill? I am going to check that right now. Okay, cool. What uh, information about, about the prescription? Uh, what is it? When was it issued? Uh, last fill, dosage amount, doctor's name. Right. Uh, the doctor is a Dr. Smith. Uh, it's a fairly, uh, it's prescribed from a pharmacy that's nearby, you think probably about two blocks away from here. Uh, it dates back to. Uh, beginning of April. This year? Yeah, this year. There's nothing uh, that implies that it's been refilled. Um, and there are actually still some pills left in there. The, bo uh, the bottle is about half full. So for some reason, she stopped taking them. What is the bed situation in the room? What bed? Yeah, okay, so there's no, yeah. Okay, all, so... The all the furniture is gone. Uh, everything has been cleared out of this room and then all this random junk has been pl uh, stuck up on the wall. There's nothing that implies any kind of personal effects here. About, about the only thing that you could probably guesstimate would be a personal item would be that you can see there's a VCR uh, stuck up on the wall. Um, maybe one of the radios, more, one of the more recent ones anyway, would have been hers. Mm. But otherwise, where did all her furniture go? Yeah. Um, so the in the in the layout, it's it showed a closet. So I'd be assuming that it was a built-in mm -hmm. closet. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's just again similar situation. It's just filled with a bunch of crap. Basically, there's mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah, you can see that it's even stuff has been glued on the door. Um, mm. It is very slightly ajar, um, so it hasn't been closed when you go over there. I'll go open up the the, the closet. Completely empty. Um, looks like there was um, there was clothes here at some point, um, but there's no hangers on. A, there's a rail, but there's no hangers left on it, and there's no clothes left on it. But she hasn't Everything. stuck anything on the inside of the closet though at all. If anything, it looks like it's been cleaned. Mm. Hey, uh, guys. Um, Charlie, you might want to have a look at this. Uh, so she stuck stuff on the front of the closet, but when you open it up, it's completely bare. And it, I mean, it's it's clean. Well, what about, about, like, so, like, um, there's the apartment itself. There's this area that isn't have stuff stuck to the wall. Does the bathroom have anything stuck to the wall? Now, that's being cleared out because um, so you went and had a look at the uh, yeah. medicine cabinet. So there is the cabinet up on the wall. There's obviously the toilet seat remains there. There's the shower with a shower curtain, or rather a bath with then, um, it's kind of one of those showers that you plug into the um, the taps and then you just 
wave the shower head unit around. Right. And so, so it, it seems like to me that everything outside of this square is untouched by the the mania. Yeah. Uh, her sleeping pills. This seemed to be she had some some form of uh, insomnia. Took the pills occasionally. I mean, this was filled in April, and mm. she disappeared uh, June. June. So over those two months, she's only taken about half. So she's not taking them every night. This doesn't really. Or she took a lot in the beginning and just stopped taking them. All or time. she took a lot at the end. Right. Yeah. So we we just we 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 don't know. Just it's. She has. She wasn't taking them consistently. This prescription should have ran out by the time. The thing that the thing that worries me, though. Okay, I mean, looking around this place, there's a lot of crap in here, right? We've got wheelchair. We've got you know all that sort of stuff. Then all of her furniture's gone. So if none of the neighbors heard or saw any furniture going out or wheelchairs or shit like that coming in, where the hell did her shit come from? Or where did all of her furniture go? Is there a window? Why so much odd They're medical up. stuff? Exactly. Hey, look, yeah. Graves. Uh, entry point and exit point there. Yeah, but to In move there. all this, how big is the window though? Is the window big enough to move like a bed through? Yeah, just about. You'd have to dis disassemble it, but if you if you took it apart, you could then yeah, feed the different parts of the bed through it. Look um, out the window and look down. Is there? And I mean, my I, on the first floor. And oh. and I mean, unless. I mean, if her neighbors are homebodies, then they may not see anything anyway. Yeah, but they'd hear something. They could just I, mean, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that all these rooms are super, super soundproof. This kind of building, um, paper thin walls. Whoever's got the chemistry major here, they need to analyze that glue. Make sure it's glue. Uh, it looks almost epoxy-like, like, like uh, super glue. That's a fucking lot of of super glue, and super glue is expensive. And glue can cause uh, uh, well, yeah, but the amount of glue this would take, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Elma's glue, but this doesn't look like Elma's glue. And I so, think, and she definitely didn't take a lot of pills before she started gluing things on the wall because there's still if, pills in here and it's been glued to the wall. What I, if I it's not confirmed for me as well? The, the last time she was seen was the first of June, correct? Uh, May, four days before May 31st. Yeah, 31st. Okay, and so when was the day that they discovered this room? 4th of June. June. 4th. Okay, yeah, so the last time she was seen acting normal, whatever, was the first. first. And then this happened. So in the space of, we think, uh, the first and the fourth. No, 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 no. Well, she that was, was seen. That doesn't mean they seen. saw it here. She was last seen May 31st. Her neighbor, I, I don't know where you're where you're ascribing this normal attribute to like she was last seen acting normal. I she mean the neighbor seen. might the last neighbor seen. saw her. That doesn't mean she was she yeah. didn't have this mania. We, we could ask, talk to ask her. Ask the neighbor so. what, what he saw her doing. Mm. Yeah, the, there's Thomas. no way someone could have done this in four days. This no. is well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, like gentlemen, I kind of want to know how long is she's it's taken her to do this. I'm I'm very curious because the business we're in. What if this is not what we think it is? What if exactly. she did not glue anything to these walls, but they were glued to the walls by something? What is that glue? 
if she bought it at the store, we should be able to find that she bought $500 worth of super glue. Can I take a sampling of the glue? And is there any kind of tests I can run on that? Yeah, you can do a fairly quick, uh, fairly quick analysis, just checking to see what it reacts against and, and so on. And yeah, it looks like a cheap, um, cheap epoxy glue. So not, not quite super glue, right. but it's, it's cheap stuff. It's cheap, but effective. Right, but I, I don't want to, before we start speculating about entities and things, let's, here's what we know. She, she hasn't been seen since May 31st. Right. She could have disappeared any time between May 31st or that day of May 31st onward. Mm. Her credit card was used in Maryland. Yeah. By someone who either isn't her or she's no longer using her own. That was a month. That was August 4th that it was used. Yeah. Right. So that was a couple, that was a couple of days ago. That was two months later. Mm. Her credit card. And the signature was not hers, which means that somebody stole, probably stole her credit card and used it. Yeah. Which means that her her wallet, I mean, she is not here. Her wallet is probably not here either, given that her credit card. There are instances where there can be a struggle, a purse, wallet, whatever falls. If the assailant doesn't care about stealing from her, someone else could easily come by anyone on the street and go oh look you know here's here's the yeah, but as, as as beverly was saying all of her personal belongings are gone right I mean, some of them are, are stuck to the wall but there's no clothes yeah there's no furniture like all of the, so no, it's not just her wallet and her bag that are missing it's fucking everything yeah so it everything. looks like she'd done this and then skipped town now, of course, we once we don't know timelines. She could have moved everything out first and then yeah, started right. the project. She could have been living or sleeping somewhere else entirely too. We just don't know. So we have a good lead that uh, Legrand suggested. We can see to find to track down those glue purchases if they were done on card. If they're done in cash, we don't really have much to go on there. But if they were on her card, we could find out where she got all this glue from. Exactly, and everything else. We could yeah. find out, basically trace where she's been for the last five months. And that would also let us see how much of this she purchased and how much she just dumpster dived There's, for. There's got to be some, some correlation between these objects. I noticed a lot of medical stuff, including a, a prosthetic eye, a prosthetic limb, yeah, like prosthetics. So that that is, implies... But it's also antique prosthetic limbs and wheelchairs and stuff and old right. things yeah so is there an antique shop near here that she went let's let's pull her credit card see if there's an or antique sale type i don't know yeah or there. medical supply warehouse or a old hospital an abandoned um estate sale yeah uh, and, and see what what the card uh purchased throughout the month of may might be a good do the things, let's say on a particular wall or an area of the wall, do they look like they come from the same time period? Like you see a 1920s phone and a 1920s radio and a 1920s. And, but then over here you see a 1970s and a 1970s and a 1970s. I get where you're going. Give me an int roll. I just used my int. <laughs> Uh, oh, five. Nice. 
Yep, there is a two main, or rather three main time periods that stuff seems to come from. Um, one of them is the, the prosthetics are old, definitely. And you think they're actually date back to the kind of Edwardian period. So you'd think late yeah. 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, then be. you've got stuff from the 30s and going into the 40s. And then you've got stuff from the 70s. There's mm. relatively little modern stuff here. And are they grouped together in a certain way? Uh, it's more like they're in bands. Like the oldest stuff is towards yeah. the, is closer to the ceiling. And then it gradually gets more modern as you go down. So I point that out. The oldest stuff is towards the ceiling, and it gets more, more modern as we go down towards the ground. You see? We've got right. 100 years ago and, you know, 50 years ago and 10 years ago or so. Let's see. Do any of you know anything ago. about occult shit? Is the, do the alchemical symbols have anything to do with, with maybe time or aging? The, the problem is, is that we've got both chemicals and we've got um, astrological um, that both fit in there, but not a complete set of any. Mm. It, and then I mean, she started with older stuff at the top and maybe has worked way down. She's run out of antiques from one period, has jumped to a new period, ran out of stuff from there. She may just... not be finished. Mm. I mean, this might be a work in progress. As you are looking around, I'll, I'll count this as everyone can give me this. Um, trying to take in, especially as you're starting to see that there are some kind of patterns here. Uh, everyone can give me a spot hidden roll, but I'm going to ask for a hard or better success. 42. What is a 42? Yeah, 83 is 85. Nope. So no one succeeds? Uh, just a standard. And no way in heck am I going to use my 15 points of luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. How many points would I have to use? That's a good oh, point. 30, um, 30, 42. I'd have to use, you know, 12 points. You'd have oh, to use goodness. almost Stu's entire luck pool to get a hard success. That's to add insult to injury. <laughs> I would have to use 10 luck points. Well, wait. Do we get luck back in this game? <laughs> well, you, I normally do improvements for luck every session, so yes, you will be able, you will, but it'd be standard. Okay, I'll spend I'll spend the ten luck. Okay. Um, in which case, you're looking around, and I say there are thousands of objects that have been glued to the walls, but a lot of them is a lot of it is paper, and there's one particular piece of paper that catches your eye because it's written again in this uh, ballpoint pen. Uh, you spot this. Looks like a receipt. Well, as it says on it, receipt. So, Abigail. Hey, uh, guys, come check this out. Looks like a <laughs> receipt go. for... Uh... Some Abigail right. $850 for her no, rent. For, for July rent. Yeah. She went missing May 31st or early April. Good eye. Why the hell is she paying rent in July? And Apartment S10, is that this room? Or is it a different S room? S S10, according to the layout of the building, uh, the, the floors are marked A, B, and C. And it's A1 through 4, B1 through 4, C1 through 4. Uh, so she's in room A1. And S10, 
S10 would imply the basement, but how do they fit 10 rooms down there if it's well, the same? Well, is, is, is T... Oh, that's the paper product. Maybe this is for another apartment building. Exactly. Yeah, this is probably the, for somewhere else. The signature is also not hers, but the handwriting above it is. Wait, they're paying her. Abigail Cartwright... So she owns another apartment and they're paying someone else Do you think? paying. Yeah, because she Does she wouldn't be writing up the, the, the receipt bill. It's not her signature. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So there's good there's a there's an issue of timing here. If she glued this to the wall, then there was already a receipt for payment in July. That she, she was in this wall. apartment in July sometime. Well, someone else was. Well, a month after she went missing. So either somebody came in here and glued it to the wall a month after she went missing. Or she prepaid. Or, or, somebody, or somebody prepaid. This isn't her signature. So, yeah, but you said the writing on the receipt, not is the hers. signature, is her writing. Oh, and yeah. She wrote that. Yeah. So typically, someone who's renting, paying the bill, would not be writing that. That would be something written by the person charging. Not right. the receipt. Well, yeah, I write up the receipt for you paying me, exactly. and then you sign it at the bottom to prove yeah. that you paid. That you paid. Well, maybe, so that's Abigail exactly, maybe that's exactly what it is. But wait, stop, 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 stop. What if that's exactly what it was? She wrote the receipt because she's rent because she's renting to somebody else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Bingo. she owns something, and she's renting something else to someone else. Does the signature match, like the handwriting or anything, match the person using the credit card? No. Okay. okay. This is a completely different signature. Is there a basement to this building? There is. Yes. All right. Hey, Grapes, let's go check out some unoccupied rooms. Okay. See if we can't find S10. Let's um also she could have snuck in here and stuck that on the wall. So who's gonna start cataloging all this crap? Well we'll get to that. We got all day. Then Claire tomorrow. brought the camera, so and the next I brought day. a camera too. Uh, analytics. This is a puzzle. I'm on. All right. Charlie, mm -hmm. Martin, start snapping away. <laughs> Okay, so, so I can keep track of who's going where. Uh, it sounds like Martin and Charles are staying in the room cataloging, and then the other three are heading downstairs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right, okay. We'll do downstairs first, and then we'll cut back to uh, stuff happening in the, um, in the room. Um, you head out into the corridor. Um, again, you can hear a TV playing. Um, in one of the rooms. You think it's actually uh, the one that's occupied at the end of the corridor. So that'll be the one with Mr. Curran in it, which one of you might recognize the name from your, uh, from your background. There's a little, uh, little prod. Uh, otherwise you can head down to the end of the staircase, uh, the end of the corridor and you see the stairs going down. They're the ones on the uh, left as you approach. Um, you've got the back side of the staircase goes up, so it follow the, following the exterior wall. You've got a closet on the right-hand side, and then you've got the stairway going down to the basement on the left. So it's a fairly wide staircase, goes down, it then curves round back on itself, and you're in 
the basement occupies pretty much the same footprint as the floor above. Um, it's divided into four rooms that go off a central corridor. There are just four, there's not ten. And they're all marked S1, S2, S3 and S4. Uh, the doors are locked, so when you go over to try and shake them, they are most certainly locked, so you haven't been given the keys to them. Not surprising. I'm surprised it's not like laundry down here. Mm. Isn't this usually where you put is the laundry? Is this on the floor room? plan? No. Uh, no, it's this is additional to the floor plan. It doesn't give a. It, it describes the basement, but it doesn't give you a floor plan of the basement. Do we? So, we've so, got the name and all the information for the landlord here, right? Uh, you haven't asked for it. Yeah, who owns? We can get it. Mm -hmm. We'll just have to that, get it. That would be like a call to Levinson would be able to give you. Uh, would be able to get you that. All right. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Livingston actually and ask if anyone checked down here anyway. Um, so I'll give I'll give her a call. Okay. Yep. She picks up. Yep. Special Agent Levinson, how can I help? Hey, uh, Special Agent Leon Graves here. I'm with uh, I'm with Clark. Um, oh, look, okay. Just... Down, at the, down at the McAllister place. Yeah. Listen, we found um, we found a receipt stuck to the wall. Uh, it's got Abigail's handwriting, but then a different signature. And it seems to think she she was renting something out, so for the July rent. Um, Give her all S10. the information. Just ask her about the rent. So we're uh, and I'm just I just wave at Hopper who's trying to. Um, uh, I'm just trying to. We're down in the basement to see if we. Did you guys search down here? Uh, yeah. I mean, we we had a brief look. Um, there was some of Abigail's stuff. Uh, I think it was in S one. Um, I think there are a couple of other, a uh, couple of the other rooms down there are used as, they're basically storage uh, oh. that are used by some of the other, um, the occupants. I think one guy says he uh, mentioned he had an, an art studio in one of the rooms. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an artist commune, so I mean, there's, there's art shit all over the place. Oh, okay. So, all, okay. All of these people are artists. Is that what you're saying? Well, in one way or another. Yeah. Okay. Do we know who the landlord, can we, can, we just need access to some of these, uh, we want to check it out, do a thorough check. Yeah, I can give you a, I can give you a uh, phone number to call, you can hear it. That'd be perfect, yep. Uh, it's owned by a company called Art Life. Um, they're down at the, the junction of 23rd and 3rd East. Okay. Uh, the person you want to speak to there is Cynthia Lachance. Uh, Cynthia she's, Lachance. yeah, she's the kind of, point of contact we had when we had to go and get keys to very uh, to various places in, um, in the building so she she okay. knows that obviously there's an investigation going on down there so if you call up she'll she'll probably be as helpful as she was for us okay and you check the uh, unoccupied rooms upstairs as well uh, well we we knocked there's no one there we we did a quick site search just to kind of open the door and have a look but yeah there's nothing in any of the rooms they're just they're bare unoccupied rooms Awesome. All right. Thank you. Uh, I guess we'll be in touch if we need anything else. Sure. No worries. And so you, you have then uh, Cynthia's phone number if you want to give her a call. Before I give her a call, uh, I'm just going to fill the other guys in and say there's meant to be an art studio down here. And actually, everyone who lives in the building is in some way an artist. No, there's some way related to art. And the, it sounds like the entire building is owned by a company called Art Life. All right. All right, what you... was the woman's name? Cynthia Lachance. This is her Lachance. number. Mm -hmm. You're our uh, you're our art guru, Hopper. Maybe you should uh, 
you know the lingo you know the, the way through well, um lingo, lingo for what we're looking for what a key to s1 yeah just well key to all of them if, if... Hey, give me the phone okay all right i call okay um rings a handful of times and then picks up uh art life how can i help I may speak to Miss Cynthia Lachance, please. Uh, speaking. Ah, Miss Lachance. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, Special Agent uh, uh, Hopper Legrand from the FBI. Uh, oh. We are over in your building, um, the one on uh, 23rd Street, 32nd Street, 32nd Street. Um, uh, we would like to have uh, access. Uh, to some of these rooms uh, that are unoccupied. Uh, do you have a master key or something like that that we could uh, get? Um, yeah, yeah, we've, we've got a master key here. Uh, we made it available to the, uh, the FBI and the, uh, the NYPD over the last couple of months. Um, we're open until six o'clock this evening if you, want, if you wanted to step, uh, stop by and pick it up. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll send somebody over to do that. Sure. Thank yeah, you very uh, much. Just, uh, if, if you can make sure they have some ID just to, just to obviously of make course, sure. Of course. Thank you very much. Yeah, we got to go pick up a key from them, but they've got a master key. Okay. That's okay. Leon, Leon can just take his car, right? Be there by 5.35 p.m. <laughs> Get back here far. Um, if you want, I'll just head on over there and grab it. And, uh, you guys want to look in these rooms. Well, we'll, we'll, have to, yeah, we'll have to wait for the key. We don't want to be breaking anything. We can talk to the neighbor, though. Go talk to the neighbor. I'll go to get. I'll go get the key. Okay. So you head on. You head I'll on get a taxi. On. Yeah, to take me to. Art Easy life. enough. Um, you have to go down to Lexington um, to get one because they're not really coming down the side streets that much. All right. That's but, not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, short. Um, you can be in a taxi. I'll stick my head into back into. Um, Abigail's and just uh, let Martin and Charles know um, that everyone in the building are artists and that their store is downstairs. She did own one um, and, and stuff like that. And that Hopper is going to get the key. Yeah, did, didn't I? Uh, wasn't one of the neighbors uh, Roger Curran? Um And I'll look that up on the, the list of um, people that are there. Is that the name? Directly yeah, he... to Abigail. Yeah, yeah, he's the one directly across the hall. He's the yeah, is he's, he the one that saw. No, the one that's across the hall is Thomas Manuel. The one that her basically the bathrooms connect. Uh, yeah. That's Roger's room. Yeah, he's just yeah. Uh, just through this wall here. Yeah, Roger's a, a famous author. I I've got his entire Night Sea series. It's he's great science fiction. Huh. Well, that's I'm I'm knocking on the the directly across neighbor. Uh, Thomas. Thomas Manuel. Thomas Manuel. But after that, I mean, we'll we'll go talk while we're waiting for Legrand to get back. We'll yeah. go start talking to everybody in the building. Okay. So, I guess starting with mm -hmm. Thomas Manuel. Okay. So you're heading across there. Um, Leon, are you heading? Whereabouts are you heading after you finish? Oh, I'll, with... Be going with, uh, I'll be going with. I'll be going with with Clark. So I'll get. A, I'll just literally stick my head and tell them, and then I'm gonna go stand next to Clark. Gotcha. Okay, those of you that are, uh, the two of you that are still in the room then, uh, Martin and Charles, uh, your choice, spot hidden or listen? 
Mm. Uh, let's see. Five hidden. Mm-hmm. Oops, come on. Eighty-six. I'm out of logging uh, away. Oh, it's the same either way. I'll uh, I'll do listen. There we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, so no fail. Massive. Oh, fair enough. Um, in which case, then, Charles, you're looking around the room, presumably starting to catalogue, so taking plenty of photos, making notes of what's on what walls, and starting to draw up a bit of a plan uh, of the place. Um, Martin, doing pretty much the same thing. Um, you're not too sure when this happened, but as you get back round to the, uh, the door to the bathroom, it shut. You're fairly sure the last time you looked at it, it was open. Like, so it, we just notice it shut or we look and it shuts? No, um, you, you going around the room, you, when you last looked at it minutes yeah. ago, okay. um, it, was, it was partially open after you'd been, like when Beverly went in and out of the room to check the, um, check the drugs cabinet. Hey, hey, did Charlie, did, did you close the, the restroom door? No, I've been by the closet and uh, looking at the, look at this. I point to the leg. Ah, yeah. But yeah, th- th- that door, I-, I would swear it was left open. I-, I, um, I think Clark was in and out of there, but I don't remember if she closed it. I don't think so. I thought it was left open or crack. I, when I went over to the center of the room to start taking pictures of the symbols, I'm starting to catalog them to see if there's any sort of pattern. I know it was open. At that point, the toilet flushes. Hello? I knock, I knock on the door. You knock? I, I step to the other side of the door, so I'm not just next to Charles, but abreast. I, I, and then I open the door. Okay. You open the door up. It's pitch black in there. Because uh, no, the, light, the light's been turned off. Flashlight. Um, yep, you quick scan around the room. Um, you can see the water still twirling in the bottom of the basin. Someone flushed the toilet, but the room's empty. Styles, you uh, you believe in ghosts? Yeah, yeah some, some of the stuff I've seen before, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm gonna reach in and, and pull the light string. Okay, yep, room illuminates. Check behind the curtain, look at the ceiling. I'm not there, but did you say that it was a shared bathroom? No, they the the bathrooms. There's a basic, there is a wall between them, but they all oh. butt onto each other. Ah, same wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna no, there's nothing here. Go over and jiggle the handle. See if it flushes super easy. Maybe a truck drove past, and you have to give it a bit of a firm Good. push. All right. And I'm just, I'm just in between, in the, uh, the doorway. I'm like one foot in the bathroom, one foot in the main room. And I look both ways, checking out what the main room, if anything's in there. Let's uh, make sure this door stays open, like wide open. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of give a uh, styles a glance, like shrug my shoulders, like kind of like, not worried look, but like, here we go and go back to cataloging. I propped the door, uh, as uh, Charles mentioned, you know, open all the way. 
uh, I give the door a little bit of a push. Is is it flowing? Does it swing very easily, like a like a gentle breeze, or it would just settle closed, or does it seem like it would sort of stay open? It would stay open. It's a pretty heavy door, especially with okay. the amount of stuff that's been glued to it. Yeah, there's no way it's going to close again. So I'll just put it all the way to the wall and go back to cataloging symbols. Indeed. Can I have a sound check from both of you? <laughs> 50. Oh, I found that too. 50 out of, oh, 80. Yeah, nailed it. 88 out of 80. I mean, 88 out of 50. Okay. So that's just one point then for, lo uh, for losing that one. So success, it's nothing. Again, it's just kind of this little bit of a feeling of unease. But yeah. It's nothing sanity shattering yet. Okay. And across the corridor then. Uh, knocking on Thomas Manuel's door. Yes. Thump, thump, thump. Uh, there's no sound on the other side. There's, like, I mean, no TV, no radio, nothing like that. But you do hear footsteps coming across to the door. Um, you hear the sound of a latch being pulled back and a chain. And the door opens about three inches. And this kind of eye pokes through the crack at you. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Clark. FBI, we just asked you a couple of questions about uh, your neighbor, Abigail Wright. Oh, again? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, door closes, you can hear the latch being moved, and then the door opens fully. Um, the guy inside, he's fairly, well, <laughs> almost like Arthur Dent in appearance, that he's uh, got a, a bathrobe, uh, he's got uh, sweatpants on and a t-shirt underneath it. He kind of pulls it tight around him, uh, well, basically redoing his um, like the cord around him, and gestures with one arm. Please, please come on in. Yes, uh, take a seat. First, he's horribly unprepared because he doesn't have a towel with him always. <laughs> Indeed. So I will go in, take a seat. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a couple of sofas in here. Um, they look fairly reasonably well kept so it doesn't look as though they've uh, they're not worn down and not secondhand furniture kind of thing but looking around the room the first kind of impression you get in here this is incredibly austere i mean it, it's it's very soulless it's the room almost reminds you of a cheap motel that there's a bed propped up against the wall say there's a couple of sofas there's a pot plant that you can see uh that's slightly uh, look at the soil slightly overflowing on the, uh, the top of it so it's kind of mass uh, little bits of it scattered on the carpet uh there's a kitchenette area off in one corner where you can see there's a couple of plates put to one side on the drying rack um there's nothing well apart from there's a high-end stereo um that you can see that's being set up in one corner um there's little by way of personal possessions here. There's nothing that kind of makes this place feel like a home. It's very sterile and soulless. But he, he comes in and well, shuts the door rather and wanders over to one of the, kind of the edge of the bed and sits down and says, um, yeah, well, what do you want to know about Laura? Uh, and just to verify, sir, I'm so sorry. You are Mr. Thomas Manuel? Yes. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, we were we were just looking into uh, trying to ascertain the whereabouts whereabouts of uh, Abigail Lawrence Wright. Um, we understand that you last saw her on uh, May thirty first. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. 
Um, up until that time, did you notice any strange activity out of Abigail? Any change in her habits? Um, well, she was always a kind of really a free spirit. Um, took to doing whatever, whatever caught her fancy, really. Um, my guess is that she's just she's just moved out. Um, no, the the big apple couldn't uh, couldn't contain her really. <laughs> she had so so much energy. She was she used to come come in and out most most of the time. Um, never had any problem with her. I think Roger had a problem with her a few uh, kind of back end of last year when she had a kind of New Year's Eve party that got a little bit out of hand. But mm. other than that, I've never had any problems with her. Uh, nothing unusual. Um, I saw her moving some stuff up from downstairs on the on the last day I saw her. She's got one of the uh, the rooms downstairs where she keeps some of her some of her stuff. Mm. Uh, what, but, what was she moving from downstairs? Oh, uh, she was just bringing up like some of her mm -hmm. uh, painting materials. I think um, I remember seeing she was got carrying a bag full of stuff, some uh, some paints and brushes. Uh, I think some glue she was carrying up as well. Um, yeah, just some of the some of the art supplies that she's got from a little place downstairs. I mean, I've got a similar. Um, I use S two downstairs, so I've got a, a similar kind of studio down there. I don't do work where I where I live. It's kind of kind of cross contaminates, and I, I have to right, have a right. place to work. You see, and living and working in the same space, you you go crazy doing that. Right. Hey. I definitely understand that, sir. Um, now, uh, uh, Abigail, did she bring in uh, how many strange items? Uh, is she a frequent shopper? Well, I, I, I always call her Laura, so a middle name, Laura. I never never called her Abigail. I noticed that. Is there a is there a reason? I just like the name Laura more than Abigail, and right. that's. She was happy with it, so I stuck with it. All right, so so did Laura, did she, um, did you see her move any furniture out of her apartment, uh, bring anything into her apartment uh, around the time when she left? You can see he evidently thinks about this. No, can't say that I remember seeing her move anything out. I, I was assumed that there was going to be, if, if she'd moved out, that there would be some removal men turn up at some point and take take the stuff away. I wasn't, uh, I didn't notice her take anything big with her, assuming when she left. I mean, she could have left on the 31st. She could have left sometime after it. I don't know. Did you ever hear any strange noises coming from her room? Like maybe like her dismantling anything or throwing things out the window possibly? No, no. She, she, apart from, like I say, she had the, she had the New Year's party uh, back in December, January that kind of got a bit loud. Uh, Roger really wasn't. He's the uh, the next door, along uh, uh, from from Abigail. Uh, he wasn't too happy about the noise that got kicked up that like uh, that night. So she she pretty much she was quiet as a mouse ever since after that. Did, 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 you did, say did, noise? Uh, was it music or? She had friends around that she knew from the art uh, from the art club. Um, just they they got a bit you know what happens when a load of girls get together and I don't know how many bottles of tequila they got through but they must have got through quite a few if you get what I mean <laughs> mm, I, I see did, did she have a boyfriend uh, I think I vaguely remember something about she was seeing someone 
I can't remember who though. Do you have a description of uh, what they might have looked like? Oh, could every man? Uh, very generic. Uh, oh, damn it! You can Latino, see he's kind of wrapping, he's wrapping his fingers, he's kind of wrapping his fingers on the edge of the uh, the edge of the bed, kind of tapping away. Oh, white white guy um, wore a suit, um, pinstripe suit. Uh, okay. Some some kind of salesman, I think. Uh, okay. Blonde brunette. I wore a hat most of the. Day. I only saw him a couple of times. Um, didn't speak to him. Uh, did he come around often? I'll say I only saw him a couple of times. So. When did uh, when was the last time you can remember seeing him come around? Oh boy. Uh, let me think. It would have been. Um. Actually, yeah, very. I think maybe about a couple of days before, before the last time I saw us, so maybe the 29th. What age would you sort of mark him in? Like a oh, older age to Abigail. Um, older than her. I think he's probably in his late 30s, early 40s. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, pen, pencil line moustache. That's another thing he had. Yeah. Pencil line moustache. Okay. No tattoos or anything like that. You could see. Well, not. Not that I could see, but I didn't ask him to strip. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you see, look, and, a bit like a salesman type. Yeah, I think maybe I don't know where I get the idea from, but maybe maybe she mentioned it that he was that's what his business he was in. I just remember salesman comes to mind. That's all. Salesman, and they they she didn't overhear any violent disagreements between the two. Oh no 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 definitely no no no. And she I, I, and anyway right, she oh sorry. I was going to say, I, th I think the first time that he came around was um, in February, I think, uh, kind of mid-Feb. Mm -hmm. um, so she was she was very quiet every time I saw her after um, after the whole New Year thing. Um, so no, I, I, if there had been an argument, I would have heard it. And no, as far as I'm aware, they got on they got on well together. You said he wore a hat. Was it kind mm -hmm. of? Uh... What what style of hat was that? A baseball cap or more like a like a oh, no, it, it got a rim around. It wasn't a baseball cap. It was. I'm not too good on fashion styles. Maybe it, like a like a, a 19 kind of gangsters hat, like a yeah, Al Capone type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big wide brim. Pinstripe suit, mustache. Okay. And now, and she. And she was generally in, in, in good spirits. Uh, no depressive episodes. Uh, oh no, God no! no. She was she, like I say, she was a free spirit. She was full of energy and full of full of brightness and hope. Like I said, I think she just she would be the kind of person I wouldn't be surprised if she just picked up her stuff and left because she felt like it. You mentioned an art club. Mm -hmm. What uh, what is this the the art club? Is that connected with Art Life who own the building? Oh no no no! Um, she had a sale uh, down at the uh, down at the Mercury, so on uh, Franklin Street downtown. Yeah. Uh, this was again sort of a little bit before, kind of around Halloween, I think, last year. Um, she sold about fifteen pieces there. Um, took about enough to take off most of the year to then kind of do more of her artwork. Mm. Um, she got in basically fell in with a few people. I say fell in; it's not that they were a bad crew or, or anything like that. Um, she made friends with a lot of people who went to the gallery. Um, there were 
called them an art club. I mean, some patrons, other artists, people that met, um, meet down in bars, down in Greenwich, that, that kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, just people that she knew through the gallery where she got her first break. All right. Uh, and now, have you seen the interior of her apartment anytime in the last few months? I, well, there's this little police tape thing that's kind of stopping it. <laughs> no, I haven't been in. Well, I believe that uh, you've been very helpful. Thank you so much. I don't have any. Uh, Graves, do you have any other questions? No, no, it's fine. If uh, if we think of anything else, um, we'll we'll let you know. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. In which case, he heads over to the door and basically opens the door up to uh, to allow you to leave. Uh, as you are going, you can give me a spot hidden rule. Oh, failing the spot hiddens today. Um, I got a regular pass. Okay. Um, in which case, it's nothing specific in the room, like that thing over there in the corner kind of specific. But it's just as you're leaving, you know, you take another quick look around the room. Yeah, there's nothing... There's no books here. There's no printed paper. There's no newspapers. So it's really sparse. For someone who's... By, by what you've been told is an artist. Mm. There's a distinct lack of art here. Maybe he kind of, kind of gives justification to his statement. He said he doesn't like to work where he, he lives, but it just strikes you as being something a little odd that there's not even one book in the apartment. Do I get the... <laughs> Does this apartment resemble anything like our green box? Um... With, but apart from the distinct lack of explosives and guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know I mean? Like a very sparse, you know, apartment. Like it's not really looks like it's been furnished. Now, the, the, well. clo the closest analogy is that it's, it's a soulless hotel room. Okay. Um, it doesn't, doesn't have a green box vibe to it. It's definitely, yeah, motel hotel. Just before I, I step out, I kind of take it and I was like, Sorry, uh, one last question for you there, Mr. Manuel. Um, Colombo. <laughs> how, uh, how long have you been living here in the building? Kind of almost does not a, a double take, but he thinks about it. Um, must be, must be coming up on a couple of years now, I think. A couple of years now? Is a, do you like the place? Any, uh, well, it's the, the main thing I like about here is that it's a it's a big old size apartment from what you can get in uh, New York for your money these days, and the rates are really good. I mean, art life is all about promoting the arts, and the the rates we get through here are, are subsidised quite heavily. Old, so, all the neighbours pretty quiet. Well, yeah. So apart from that one incident, like I said with Abigail, um, yeah, really quiet. Um, apart from the bitch upstairs, but yeah, I just try to keep away from her. What was her, the oh. what was the lady's name? Uh, he, he kind of he kind of the his edge of his mouth curls up in a sneer. Uh, that would be Miss uh, Miss Van Fitz, uh, Michelle Van Fitz. Is she the one with the with the dog? Dog? No, no one owns a dog here. Sorry. Oh, I sorry. Must we, be, must, uh, we must we must be mistaken. We must be mistaken. Must have heard outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, no, no pets, that's part of the 
part of the agreement here. And um, what what exactly, um, if you don't mind me asking, what exactly do you pay for rent? About, I normally have just set up to go out of my bank account. Um, I think it was about eight eight fifty something like that per month. Okay. Yeah. We we said one more question. We asked you a bunch. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Catch you later. And he gently closes the door. Okay, I'm quickly pulling you to the other room. Like, mm-hmm. no, there there was a dog in here. Oh yeah, there was definitely a dog. So unless it's someone visiting someone with the dog. And also the eight eight fifty. That's the exact number that um, someone was paying Abigail in rent. Was it 850 or was it 750? It was 850 on the receipt. It's 850. Okay, we'll cut to uh, downtown. Uh, your taxi, uh, Agent Shaw, parks up outside the offices for Art Life. Um, it's a regular three story building. It looks like there's multiple offices here, so it's not just one that has Art Life written over the side of it. Um, it's multiple offices. Art Life's on the second floor. Yeah, so I go in there, yeah, I look at the suite number to see which one it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's the a, yeah, there's a, bu- a buzzer that then you'll say you push, you're buzzed on through so you can go up. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the second floor, um, the door opens and a lady in her, looks to be early 50s, um, fairly nice uh, power suit is there uh, opening the door. So you'd be, uh, was it Agent? LeGrand. Le- Le- Ah, perfect. Uh, she gestures. Mind if I see some? Ah, perfect. Thank you. Right, uh, please, please come on in. Yes. Oh, uh, I'll tell you. This uh, the weather this time of year. It's kind of warm, a little muggy. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Especially when you get to uh, go around, go around sunset. Sometimes when they're steaming the. Uh, steaming the sewers out there it can get real muggy real quick indeed mm-hmm. um well uh uh we would as i said we need the uh, keys to the apartment mm-hmm. so that we can uh continue our investigation sure sure Poor girl Poor girl's missing we don't know where she's gone yeah i mean i remember talking to the uh the nypd when they came around and likewise uh, your associates uh, about a week ago i think they they came by just to do a, a quick pick up the keys and have a look around the place. It's um, a mystery, to say the least. Do you recall by chance uh, who the other agents were that came around last week? She runs off a list of names, which okay. a couple of them you might be familiar with as people who okay. work at the New York office. So that um, didn't it, sound fishy when she said it then? No, no, Levinson is one of the names that comes up. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Miss Levinson. Yes, she's a. She's quite a person. Um, uh, what can you tell? You know, I was just curious. We weren't aware that uh, uh, that it was an art studio. Uh, my family, uh, I grew up in the art field. Uh, my family uh, collected and sold uh, various pieces of art. Um, uh, you might have uh, you might have heard of them. I, I probably it's been gone for a long time. I've been in the FBI for nearly thirty one years. Uh, but, uh, I think that it's fantastic that you, uh, taking care of these artists, 
letting them live all together in that building. Well, yeah, she she kind of tilts her head one way and the other. It, we can we can only go so far. Maybe it'd be nice flaky. to help. That's what you're about to tell me is that they're all flaky. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I don't know what's got into them. They they've been a bit of a thorn in my side for the last couple of months, to be honest. Oh, why is that? Every single one of them stopped paying. They stopped paying their rent. Yeah, and um, we we've sent reminders round. We've uh, <laughs> we've actually got to the point where if they don't pay up in the next couple of weeks, we're forwarding it onto a debt collection agency, and we're going to have to start evicting. When was the last time you were paid? March. March. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, and you haven't received anything from any from any of them. No, none of them. I would say Ab- Ab- with Abigail having disappeared, obviously that's we're not gonna we're not gonna chase her for anything. But no, but the other the other tenants, the other uh, five that are in there, uh, doing a quick count up. Actually, one, two, three, four. The other four rather that are there. Um, yeah, they they all stopped paying about the same time. They they paid March, but then nothing since then. And like I say, reminder, reminder, final notice. And now if if they don't get their act together then two weeks from now they're going to be out on the, they're out on the rear that's that's very distressing um also uh uh we noticed that there are some uh, rooms down in the basement are those uh occupied or are they uh oh no they're, they're purely storage just um, storage rooms yeah we, we had a um we had an agreement set with uh miss wright and uh mr manuel i believe it was the uh, room across from her um, to say that they were allowed to use the storage rooms as art, as their own studios. I mean, some of the others, they uh, we've got a couple of writers there. They they just have word processors or typewriters or whatever they want to bang away on in their own rooms. But I some see. of them requested additional space to conduct additional their own space. art. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there how much additional space is there? You've got uh, uh, just like, four rooms down there. Just the four rooms down there. Is there there there's not by chance a sub basement? Mm, not that I'm that. aware of. No, not right. not that I'm aware of. We we had to do a, a fair bit of renovation on the place, admittedly, when we uh, when we brought the place mm-hmm. um, a good good while ago. Um, but no, no, it's just just a single basement as far just as I'm aware. Four. Some yeah. uh, some of these old buildings, you know, New York is practically built on one city after another underneath it. Some people say it goes down for miles down there under the ground. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, thank you very much. I've got the keys, and we, uh, uh, you've got my agency. If you need to copy down the information on my, my card here, so that mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, here I've probably got a business card that's got my information on it. Yeah, uh, you'll definitely have a business card. And uh, we will get these back to you as soon as we're done with our investigation. Might take a few days, if that's all right. No, that's fine. Um, just check in every so often to make sure to let me know, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with you keeping them. I don't need to. I don't need to have them until two weeks from now when I hand it over to the base of the bailiffs getting the, getting their asses thrown out onto the street. Well, if we uh, if we uh, if we talk to any of the tenants, we'll bring that up. You know. Yeah. Oh, good luck. We've tried. They ignore phone calls. They ignore letters. Hmm. Knock yourself out. Oh, well, we're we're FBI. We can uh, scare them. A little, a little bit of intimidation goes a long way. She she smiles and definitely uh, nods approvingly. I, I like your style. 
Well, thank you very much, uh, Ms. Lachance. And I, okay. I head on uh, out, and I notice the uh, the little bagel place across the street. So I, I pick up a bag of bagels and and some coffee, mm -hmm. and I, I head on back. Gotcha. For everybody, There's, there is actually, as because you would have uh, gone past it, there are a few local stores which uh, around the building, around the McAllister building, that you would have mm -hmm. no, uh, noticed. There's uh, like Manny's Delicatessen, so there is actually quite a nice local place. So it could even oh, be nice. even warmer when you uh, when you bring it back. Yeah. Uh, destroy a video with uh, racks of VHS tapes in there, and uh, the Garrett Laundrette, which explains why there isn't um, any overt uh, laundry facility in the building. That makes a lot of sense. All right, thank you very much. Good night, and I uh, work it out. Good morning, some morning probably, and I am mm -hmm. back. Okay, and we'll say then by the time you've been and come back, that would kind of correlate with everyone else having done what they've done um, in the building so far. So you arrive as Beverly and Charles are finishing up with um, the, the delightful Thomas. Oh, hey, I got bagels and I got cream cheese and coffee for everyone. Oh, that's great. We have some, just a bit of distressing information. Just oh, really? Okay, well, let's, let's all go back to the room. Are they still in there? Oh, yeah, they're, still they're cataloging. Still cataloging yeah. They're gonna be cataloging for a while. Hey, did the, the guy mention that he hasn't paid his rent? No, no. He said Apparently he's nobody's paid their years. rent since March. Well, he just told us that the rent is eight fifty dollars a month. Well, we saw that with Automatically thing. goes out of his account. Yep. He said the the people said they're, they're about ready to evict all these people because they're not paying their rent. Hmm. Oh, also, by the way, guess what? Dogs honor a lot in the building, so no one has a dog. Well, maybe it was out a window or something that we heard it. Who knows? Uh, we sure did hear somebody it. going up the stairs, though. It sounded like a dog. Yeah. No, um, it sounded like a dog was going up with the person. Yeah. Well, I have the keys. She says there are only four rooms in the basement. Right. We, we, so, we saw that. But where are the other S's? S10. Yeah. Look, we. Look, I, now, it's possible, as I, I said to her, but she didn't know that there could be a sub-basement. And maybe our artist friends have found their way into the sub-basement. Um, there could be a sub-sub-basement. And, and now Abigail is charging rent for them and is putting the receipts on the wall. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's talk in here. Artists. I'll tell you, I've been in this business my whole life. A lot of them are such flakes. Mm. And they're also starving. They're, you know, so they don't like you know, people buying art. Who buys art? Yeah, well, uh, apparently the guy just up the way here is, uh, is an author. Martin's a fan. Hey, Martin. Who? Oh, hey. Hey. Oh. I got bagels and the cream cheese. You guys startled me. No, sorry yeah. about that, Charlie. Um, I was just telling Hopper that uh, that artist you like lives uh, lives next door, Martin. Oh yeah, yeah, Roger, Roger Carran. He, he's a big time author. He wrote the the Night Night Sea series. It's really that, good. Um, sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. It's really pretty yeah, good. Never I read him. <laughs> just read the name. Oh, is that coffee? I'm a little on edge. Yeah, I here. coffee. There's cream and sugar. Well, it's half and half. The cream yeah, well, you, you're pretty jumpy, Charles. What's up? Uh, I don't know. The the bathroom door was closed on its own, and then as as Styles and myself were standing outside the door, I opened the door. I the toilet flushed on its own. I know whatever. It's a little weird, but then hey. we went in to investigate. And it takes a good amount of pressure to flush that. 
and we both know the door was open. I, I think I'm just a little tired. Well, there's no, there's no dogs in the building either. Nobody did you has check, any pets. Did you check the upper story? We're going to go there next. Back of the toilet? No, we... the back of the toilet. No, I didn't actually. And then I make a beeline when I cup for the, the yeah. place. I used to sink. live in an old building and uh, the toilet every once in a while would flush. We said it was a ghost, ghost taking a poop. I take a quick glance. Faulty mechanism. Is the door still open? Uh, the door is how you left it. But you said the door was closed. Well, let's not get jumpy here. We're here because we believe there are some things in fiddling around. So, uh, Charles is going into the toilet again, yeah? Yeah. Yes, I wanted to just lift the. Uh, the top off of the tank and look inside there. Okay, yeah, um, it looks like it's been fairly well maintained. There's nothing there that kind of nothing that immediately sticks out of the ordinary, but this isn't a spot hidden roll because it's quite blatantly in sight. Um, as you're going over to put the lid back on the system, back on the tank on, on the back, something's floating in the water in the in the bowl. I lay the tank on the, the toilet seat and I look in. It looks like a little cinnamon stick. Um, put on a glove, reach in and grab it out. What's that you got? Cinnamon stick. The hell? That definitely was not there when you last looked. Yeah. So did you say it was in the top or it was in the actual bowl? Floating in the bowl. Oh, oh, okay. oh so floating in the in bowl. The... I thought you meant floating in the tank. And you no, guys... not in the tank. So def... yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, no one came in here. It's just been Charlie. It's just been you and I until they just walked in. And we watched that bowl flush before. Yeah, there you was saw nothing in there. Yeah. Something is very wrong here. I take out a plastic bag we should so if if the artists have suddenly stopped paying rent when they've been very diligent about it i wonder if any of their other habits have changed if anybody's seen them at like a laundromat or a restaurant well, did you see that guy's laundromat right apartment? down the street yeah let's go that guy's apartment there's no books there's no art god it looks like a crappy motel okay. so but we don't know if that's his normal or not yeah it's starting to feel a little poltergeisty, eh? Let's check next door. Let's check Karen's oh, place. Okay, we we can start we can start asking everybody, but I want to check to see if if these people have been seen outside of this building. Well, the laundromat's right next door, okay, so I'm gonna go over there to ask. <laughs> and let's oh, ask them log. about their rent, like bring it up to their attention that it hasn't. He says he pays it. Well, let's let him know it's not been paid and see if we could see if he has a tell, if he's lying to us. All right, someone go, uh, I'm going to He's going to go to the laundromat. Let's go, um, while he's doing that, she's doing that, sorry. Uh, let's go and check out um, Abigail's storage room. And then when he gets back, we can talk to the other. All right, well, we can go to that. Um, we don't want to necessarily give anybody enhanced that we're on to them. But what if it's something else? Uh, didn't he say that his money was transferred electronically to the? He said automatically. Automatically. Account. Yeah. yeah. 
So what if somebody's fiddled with their computer system and instead of it going to them, it's going to somebody else. Right. Somebody's embezzling the money. Exactly. Yeah, like the bank is like getting all the money that's coming through that and taking yeah, that's possible. The bank is just doing what they do. They transfer the money, but it's not transferring to the that account yeah. anymore. It's Trevor. And one more little stupid theory that just crossed my mind. You mm. said the guy's apartment was almost empty. Yeah. Uh, Abigail's apartment, uh, other than the incredible garbage, is, is almost empty. What if they found more rooms in the sub-basement that the apartment doesn't know about and they're moving in? Oh, maybe. Oh, that's, oh, God. I don't know why I forgot this as well. Apparently, Abigail, uh, who the guy across the street calls Laura, um, she had a boyfriend, supposedly. Oh, okay. Guy, guy wearing a white guy with a pinstripe suit, pencil mustache, wore a gangster hat of some kind. Looks like he uh, dressed like he was out of a old black and white gangster film or something. Huh. Interesting. And apparently, the last time he was seen here was a couple of days at, uh, before. Abigail went missing, which means it's more, more than likely he saw the apartment. Could it have been a costume or something? Well, no. I, well, from what he said, he came around a few times and he was wearing the same thing. So, unless there's a special restaurant around here with a bunch of people dressed up like they out of some old James Cagney film, I don't think so. Yeah, and a boyfriend. Usually boyfriends are not wearing suits and hats. Not in this oh. day and age. Matches up with some of the time of frame of some of this junk here glued everywhere in this room. Yeah. If they found if they found rooms down below that the building doesn't know about, what if those rooms were stocked with all this shit from previous time and they're periods? Just, they're just moving all yeah. And they're just uh, moving why, the shit out of there. Why, why glue it to the wall? Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. She is a freaking artist. Yeah. Maybe we should go to the basement again and see if there's some covered up well, staircase going farther down. Yeah, let's do a let's do a really good search because there could be a panel in the wall that opens up and there's another staircase or something. It'll be kind of obvious once you know what you're looking for. Wouldn't City Records uh, have original blueprints? Absolutely. I mean, to date yeah. back, this building might be you know from the turn of the century. Yeah. And you know there used to be there used to be networks of uh, railroad cars, uh, yeah. like three three stories down, that they used to transport stuff around. So some of these buildings have a basement, a sub basement, a sub sub basement, a sub 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 basement. Yeah. So who knows? So we'll wait till uh, till uh, uh, Beverly gets back, and then we'll. Uh... Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have my bagel. I'm so yeah. glad you guys are waiting for me to get back when he decides to start trying to open up. No, we're going to wait for you. We're going to have our bagels. Good God. We want our coffee and our bagels. And our with bagels. my luck, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> no no <laughs> solo me. With, with, with your luck, I would prefer that the whole building was sucked into some nightmare dimension while I was not in it. But, you know. They're all, what fun would that be? <laughs> you head then down, uh, just not down the street, but pretty much next door. Uh, to Manny's Delicatessen. Uh, through a front door, it's got a glass glass plate in front. Um, plenty of places to sit. There's there's a few people sat in here munching away on sandwiches, subs, and other other such uh, stuff. Typical New York fare. Um, there's a man behind a glass counter. 
that you see with various meats on display and cheeses and other uh, breads and such. So again, typical, typical fare. Your smiles as you come in and says, ah, oh, welcome to Manny's. Anything we can get for you? Yeah, uh, I have a couple of questions to ask you. I'm Special Agent Beverly Clark with the FBI. Um, just looking into a disappearance in the, uh, the adjacent building. Oh, I'm wondering yeah, I remember you... the, um, the NYPD came round. Oh, that's, that's a little while ago. They still haven't found the girl? No, uh, Abigail, right? Yeah, that's, that's her, yeah. Uh, was she a regular here at all? Well, yeah, up until, up until a little while ago, yeah. Obviously, I did, um, she, she went missing back, was it back in June, was it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we had, well, she used to come in pretty regularly. Um, but I haven't seen, well, I haven't seen any of the, any of the crew from the McAllister place come in since March. Really? Since March? Hmm. Uh, how, how frequently did they come in before then? Oh, it depends. I mean, Abigail was in, uh, at least once a week, um, mostly more than that. She used to be, uh, at a good, a good time. She would have about, the, after, I think she got a big art sale back in sometime back into last year. She was in, I think she was riding the wave of having all the spare cash and she was coming in about three times a week. Um, she got a little bit slower, but she, she always used to come in at least once a week. Hmm. Um, the others kind of hit and miss. Um, oh, that, that writer woman. Well, I wouldn't be, I'm not disappointed she hasn't come back. She's a bitch. Um, but the other, a uh, couple of the others, uh, was them Louie and Tommy. Yeah, they, they, they were good guys. They used, they used okay. to come in again, yeah, about one, once once a week, once every other week. Sorry, the, the writer, are you talking about Michelle? Yeah, the bitch, yeah. You know, that, that's the, that's the, you're the second person I've heard uh, <laughs> refer to her as such. What made, what makes her so unbearable? Uh, her. Uh, honestly, I, I can picture her, if you were to look up the definition of uh, someone with no friends, in a, in a dictionary, you'd find her face. Um, she is oh, just everything about that woman. Just great. Ugh. I, I, I can tell you, you haven't met her yet. Have you? I, you, no, I yeah. wouldn't, I would be able to tell if you'd met her. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. No worries. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to, as he, as you're heading out, he goes, Oh yeah, actually, you probably would get on better with most of them. You ain't got a dick. You'll be fine. Anyway, you want a good sub? Good do, good rates? Call it an FBI discount. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, going to head over to the laundromat next. Okay. Um, without going uh, going through the nuts and bolts of each encounter, mm -hmm. uh, you're getting pretty much the same kind of story. Uh, the laundromat's more easy to pin down because they used to come in very regularly. Um, everyone in the building used to come in at least once a week. And the, um, in fact, the lady that you talk to there, who runs the laundromat, confirms that the very last time any of them came by was the 12th of March. What's their opinion of Michelle? Um, they also don't have anything particularly nice to say about her. They don't outright call her a bitch, but they say that she's a, 
very much an acquired taste and it's not a taste of mine. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, other local business, you said the video store? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, same story? Uh, yep. In fact, they give it a little bit more detail. The very last thing to, uh, to happen, this was the 11th of March, was that uh, Thomas Manuel uh, came in to pick up a bit of audiovisual equipment that he'd ordered. Uh, pretty much just dropped a whole load of notes on the desk and then left with his uh, recording equipment. Specifically, a microphone with about 20 meters of cable with it. That was Thomas? Yep, Thomas Manuel. Yep, he, the whole thing, uh, the whole setup they brought, uh, he brought loads and loads of cassette tapes prior to that. And now he, uh, then he picked up this uh, long, uh, long cable microphone. Uh, he dropped easily in cash about three times what the thing was worth. He just literally just dropped a whole load of money, opened his wallet, just emptied the contents onto the counter and then walked away carrying his uh, bag full of stuff. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I guess I will join my associates in the lovely apartment building here. Yep, back in McAllister. Yep. Munch, munch, slurp, slurp, drinky, drinky. <laughs> well, then my ex-wife says that uh, she wants me to get out, but uh, would you shut up no, that goes. Would you just shut up about Loran for like two seconds, Hopper? I um, learned some things. Oh, you learned some things. Look, they, the last time any of these local stores have, have seen any of them was a laundromat on March 12th. March 12th. There's they the March again. Constant regulars up until then. And even Stranger Thomas before went recluse uh purchased a ton of cassette tapes, a microphone, and 20 meters of cable. 65 feet. That's Jeez. a lot. That might make and, the basement... Oh. And he just emptied his wallet onto the counter, overpaying for all of it, and left without getting any change or receipt. Overpaying? That means he has yeah. back. And yet he's not paying his rent? And he's but an he's, artist. Like let's he just didn't and it's not even that he overpaid, it's just that he just immediately scooped everything up and left. Maybe we should have a look at his uh his locker down down his room downstairs as well. His let's, art room. Let's hit the basement right now. Yeah. I'm curious as hell. There is everyone I've talked to has a very low opinion of a tenant upstairs, uh Michelle. Oh yeah. And Fitz. Yeah, damn shit. Thomas is apparently isn't the only one that can't wait. Do you want me to go her. talk to her? I got a ways. I got a way with people. I bet you. Okay. Her apartment. Me, me and Hopper will go talk to Michelle. You guys go check out the basement. Actually, I kind of want to see the basement. So okay, I, will I really want to see. Well, we'll talk to the woman later. Okay. I want to find a secret room. Leading down into okay, the, you, 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 you go find your undocumented sub basement. I'm going to go talk to Michelle. Yeah, I think Michelle's uh, apartment and 
um, Karin's apartment are going to look similar. I bet you they'll look barren. Wait, oh, 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 oh. we waited for you before we did the basement. And now you're not going to go to the basement I never us? said to wait for me to go into the basement. <laughs> I'll go team we the all basement. are. Yeah, all it's, right. it's basement. I never basement. said wait. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Let's just do what we need to do. Charles, what are you up to? Charles, get that cinnamon Basement. stick out of your coffee. Yeah, why are you <laughs> stirring your coffee with your toilet stick? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's some flavor. Protein. Uh, I'm going to the basement with the whoever's going down. When, when, when the universe gifts you, by itself. What, are you going to go talk to that bitch upstairs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there a vent or anything inside the bathroom? Uh, yeah, there will be. Mm-hmm. Is there any way anybody could get in and out of the bathroom without coming through the door? I mean, even a crazy way. Climb, climbing through a vent. It'd have to be like the Yeah, the vent is too small for anyone to climb through it. Okay, it's just a weird thought all of a sudden. Oh, I mean, speaking of weird thoughts, I mean, if you're going to start checking vents, start checking for microphones. Yeah, what would you need that for? Unless you were listening to something that was going on. Yeah, we 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 didn't even do a sweep. <laughs> we got oh, what, what was the point of doing exactly? A sweep? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll check downstairs. You go talk to your friend upstairs. If only we had brought the the, the Geiger counter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'll ask for a spot hidden roll for everyone as they leave the apartment because now that you've got a particular piece of information, it might make more sense. Ooh, that's Ooh. a good pass. Got a twenty-nine. A hard pass. I'm going to spend a point of luck to get an extreme pass. Mine is a hard pass. Ah, okay. So one person's got the magic word extreme. Yeah. Um, sure. Those of, you, those of you that got a regular pass um, will notice that as you are as you're leaving. Um, So in fact, this is actually probably where Beverly's extreme comes in. That let's say Hopper's heading out first, thinking of heading down to the the doors that will then head down to the staircase that then goes down to the basement. You stop in the doorway and notice that maybe it's just because the carpet um, in the hallway is a bit old. It's a bit puckered in places. But it's puckered in such a way that there's a ridge which goes directly across towards... Thomas's apartment. It's like the whole thing is rocked right in one straight line. Yeah, that would be big enough to get a cable through it. Um, so maybe if there was, in fact, given where the other two had seen that the fact he'd got his audio equipment set up, um, 20 meters or 20 yards, whichever, of cabling would be able to stretch from the record, uh, from the recording deck across his room across the corridor, and into Abigail's room. So you're noticing that and holding up the doorway. Beverly kind of stood there going, oh, for heaven's sake, get out of my way, just looks around, and you see something else on the wall amongst all the paperwork that kind of stands out to you as being a bit odd. It's not um, handwritten, it seems to be also one of the neater pieces of paper, so it's not crumpled up. Um, but it looks, at least it's, it looks like it's 
typed, so it's been done on an old typewriter. It looks a little like this. See, Act 1, Scene 5. The smoking lounge, a large parlor on the fourth floor. In the room are the dog, Thomas, and Michelle. Enter my enter Mark Rourke. Mark. Abigail is gone. She moved upstairs today. Thomas and Mark. I missed the kid. Michelle. Her dad. That pig came around. She doesn't like you, Mark. No one likes you. Anyway, she ran off with that salesman. Everyone knows it. Mark. Fuck you. Thomas. Come on, guys. Come on. The dog barks. Someone is heard coming up the steps. A loud racket reverberating up and down the staircase. Mark. Who is that? Everyone stops to listen. Michelle, who could be down there? Who is that? Mark steps to the doorway and, le and leans to look down the stairs. Mark, hello? Hello? Enter FBI agents. What as the, the others are looking, As the others are looking down at the carpet, you hear a bark of a dog from somewhere upstairs and then a thud, 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 thud as a bouncing ball bounces down the staircase from upstairs and rolls into the, into the corridor. It does a 90 degree turn and just rolls down the corridor and stops right in front of you. Has anybody seen it by Stephen King? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, did Beverly read that out to us? Yeah, I heard her. <laughs> I was also reading it for our listeners that listen uh, audio only. No, but I was just making sure that she hadn't just seen it or if she'd, you know. Yeah. I was um, going to see it and just not, just fold it yeah. in my pocket, not tell anybody. Casually stroll out of here, take a cab home, Where's, have a nice bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> that's extremely disturbing because are we the agents? Yeah. Yes, yeah. because there was a dog barking. So can I actually seat. check to see if there is a cable? Yeah. Where does it go? Let's file, follow it. If like, you have a look under there, the, the cable's not there now, but you can see there is definitely drag marks. So something has been fed through this regularly. Okay, all right. As, as, um, as you get down low enough to, uh, to have a look at this, <sighs> sniffing, you can smell dog. And that guys. ball has what looks to be almost like saliva on it. Guys, that... It smells like dog, and there's there's the right. drool all over the over the ball. Hey, uh, Martin, does your author friend, or not your author friend, this author of yours, does he write plays? Um, not that I'm aware of. I think most of my, uh, yeah, what I have is just his novels, it's good sci-fi novels. I have uh, I have a history with plays, and it's not good. Didn't, uh, sorry, didn't, you sorry, that, didn't you say that Michelle, the, that bitch, is apparently a writer? I, I didn't say that. Somebody might have. I wrote them. Um, does Mark, the, the name Mark Roke, does that, is that another person that lives here? That, that, that is the first time you've heard that name. And apparently Abigail left him. And no one likes him. Or the salesman. And the bitch lives upstairs, and maybe she has a dog, and she doesn't tell anybody she's got a dog. I would like that very yeah, but the much writing, to be true. That doesn't matter. That's, 
that's I think our first little bit of preternatural shit. Okay. That in the toilet and the cinnamon stick that you're still stirring your coffee with. <laughs> Jesus, Charles. Okay, we don't want to we don't want to tip off to to Manuel that we know he's got the recording equipment and he's obviously been putting it through is, well, into you, Abigail's room. What he might have recorded could be very telling of what's going on here. What you do you want to do? Kick his door in? Maybe. You don't Does think that have... it's you don't think that it's rocked up because he just pulled the cord back through. If he was listening to us, we're compromised. Mm. Does he have a storage unit downstairs? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Let's go there right now. Some of us should, not all of us should go down though. I think we agree to keep watch and make sure that someone's not. So me, me and Hopper will go down and check the basement. You, um, Beverly, you wanted to still go talk to Michelle? And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, why don't, why don't, uh, Leon, why don't you and Charles go downstairs? I'm going to have another look at this room and see if I find any more. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to go upstairs to Michelle. Martin, right. why don't you go with Beverly and me and uh, me and Charles, Charlie will go yeah, down and I'll, check out the I'll basement. I'll be Beverly. I need, you don't mind. I need to contemplate this mess. <laughs> Yell if you need us, Hopper. Yeah. Okay. In which case, we'll do one more scene before we call it a night. Okay. We'll go for downstairs. So... Leon and who else is going down to the basement? Myself. Leon and Charles. Uh, you head down with, presumably with the master key to be able to get into uh, to S2. Well, in fact, if that is the room you're going to, because uh, that is the one that uh, Thomas, or said that Thomas had taken that room and Abigail had S1. Which one do you want to go to? The guys. To yeah, see we're going we're gonna to go yeah. check the guys first. Okay, so S2. Okay, you open it up. Uh, door swings open. It's a fairly heavy door, uh, a bit like the one ones upstairs. Um, pitch black in there. I mean, there's a little bit of light. Um, the overhead lights here, uh, almost like spotlights going down. You can see going down the corridor. Uh, they only illuminate the room a little bit. You can see it's a concrete floor going in there. Hey, um, there's you a lot. Torch, Charles. Yes, I turn on my flashlight. Okay, flick. Uh, the first thing you see is white, directly in front of you. Um, Around the corner, almost like forming a horseshoe shape or a semicircle um, in the middle of the room, are a series of easels that have been set up and they've just got blank canvases on them. At least they look blank on very quick cursory examination. There is actually something very fine written in the corner of each one. Um, looks like in, um, you know, like an artist would sign their name using painting uh, with a brush and it's very flowing script. Uh, with a very fine brush, there has been something written in the corner of each one. And then stacked away in the corner, uh, there's another uh, set of t uh, tape machines, so uh, cassette players, and on a shelf above them, rows of cassette tapes that have all uh, been marked up with dates on them. Uh, the dates all start on the 1st of June. 1st of June, so Abigail went missing. Mm -hmm. And they have been every day since then. Can I find a light switch? Yeah, there's a light switch next to the next to the door. Uh, flicking that, there's the, the series of easels. You realise there's lights that have been positioned above each one. So as you 
take um, turn them on, each one is illuminated by effectively a spotlight above them. What does the signature say? My great work. And then number one on the first easel, number two on the second, three, and so on. There are eight easels in total. Anything else in the room, but uh, painting supplies or? Nothing, apart from the cassette tape in the corner and the tapes above them. Let's have a quick look at, uh, at, uh, at Abigail. Abigail's, yeah. So we'll, we'll um, kind of leave the door open and the lights on and, and there, but then we'll go check out Abigail's. We might actually, while we're down here, we might just check each one. Might mm -hmm. as well. Gotcha. Hey, you open up the second, uh, you open up S1 then. Um, it's a mess when you open it up. Uh, this is where it looks like some of her furniture ended up. Um, that there is some of, um, there's what looks like uh, a bed that's been taken apart and stacked in one corner. Um, there is some more art supplies down there, paints. And the weird thing, the whole floor is covered in confetti. Is there a smell to the room? Faint perfume, um, maybe stale alcohol. What the heck? Uh, we're going to have to catalog all this crap as well, Charlie. Yeah, I think we should pop one of those tapes in at the very least, though. Yeah, I give, Greg, give me the key. You start listening. I'm going to check the other... Uh, the other All two right. rooms, see if I can find, maybe uh, Hopper was talking about a sub-basement, so I'm gonna see if I can find something like that. What, uh, can you describe that smell one more time? I'm sorry. It's got, there's a perfumey type smell, but also maybe the smell of like stale alcohol, like champagne that's lost its fizz. All right. In which case then, as you um, head back, because you're gonna have a listen to some of the tapes then Correct. after this. Um, if this was a film, this would be where you, we'd be kind of jumping between yourself right. and Hopper upstairs as he's standing there, um, kind of trying to take in the atmosphere of the room, looking around him. Um, Charles hears evidently the sound of the microphone being fed under a carpet and then being laid on the floor, tap, 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 door closing, snap, snap, uh, tap, tap, tap of feet across a carpeted floor and then door shutting. There's long patches of nothing. Um, you end up having to then scrub through the tape trying to find something. And you, the, the sounds of the street outside, sounds of maybe people moving in the corridor. Then the sound of laughter, the sound of merriment, the sound of a party, sound of glasses chinking. Uh, chinking. And it sounds like, yeah, there are people you may be in the next apartment over because it's muffled, but you can definitely hear there is some kind of party going on. And then it just dies away into nothingness. As Hopper upstairs again thinks, is there someone next door in that unoccupied room? Because I swear I can hear something. And as you turn and look towards that wall that would lead into the next, uh, lead into the next apartment, just a female voice almost whispering over your shoulder just says, it's time to unmask. We've all laid aside disguise, but you. 
and you are in an empty room. Can you give me a sand check? Six. Um, that is not a pass. Okay. Uh, just the one point then. As you look around, you're definitely in an empty room. Apart from that there is a party mask discarded on the floor at your feet. White, featureless, made of porcelain. And there we will leave it for tonight. Oh, oh. oh whoa. Getting <laughs> creepy. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming, Jason Melanchock, Stuart Lively, and myself, with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We usually play uh, four times a week and post on YouTube within a couple of days of each episode. We also post the audio versions on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, just so that you know, we don't monetize our shows. The only shows that have ads are because we occasionally use copyrighted music. The music owners get the cash we don't. Uh, our costs are almost entirely covered by our patrons. Uh, what's not covered comes out of our own pockets. By pledging just a couple of dollars a month, you are directly helping us defray costs and improve our show. So if you enjoy our show and you'd like to become one of our supporters, please visit our Patreon account. Uh, you can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.